Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park We're happy and we're singing and we're colored. Give me a high five. All right, cut and print. Beautiful guys. Dynamite. Yes, hello and welcome to another episode of Affirmative Murder, the Equal Opportunity True Crime Comedy Podcast. I am Alvin Williams. And making his triumphant return. You've been clamoring for him. The legend, the icon, Mr. Fran Cell. Evans, give it up, people. He is here. He is in the building. We are, we are practicing social dis- distancing. We are six feet apart, but he is in the building. <laughs> Fran, what is going on, man? How has it been? It's been a while, man. It's been some time yeah, since man, we've done been, this, man. It's been a couple weeks. Uh, I've been... A lot, a lot of time off. A lot of change. So I've been home a the lot. whole time. I've been home a lot late. No, uh, I went back to work last week. Last week was like my first week. So how much time would you say you had off? Like just sitting in the house, uh, probably like collectively. Two, oh, probably two weeks straight. Yeah, good times. Love it. It's the best, man. Yeah, I'm still not tired of social distancing. Me either. I got to go to work sporadically. I, I'm doing about 20 hours a week right now. Yeah, just dialing it back because I'm trying to limit my exposure to people down there. Yeah, so I spent a lot of time home. Over the last few weeks, yeah, and I love it. Yeah, it's the best. Yeah, because um, the first week I went on, that's the week I didn't come record. I was like, yeah, man, I'm not, I'm not leaving the house. Yeah, once the, <laughs> once the, once the, I sent you a text message because once the, it was like, you'll get fine. It, it went beyond yeah. like getting sick. It was like you'll get in yeah. trouble if you don't stay in the house. I yeah. was like, yeah, man, yeah. if you gotta, like, if you uh, gotta sit it out, I got it. Yeah, man. I barricade my door and and that was it. Yeah, I, for sure, I, I you like, locked it I'm, down. That was it. Put the chain. No, we don't even put the. <laughs> <laughs> the chain, when the chain goes over the front yeah. door, it's like it's different levels. Yeah. The bolt lock, you know, thankfully Sierra is in-house and she was able to, you know, uh, 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 step in those shoes yeah. and, and ride it out for me. I appreciate her for yeah. that. And we were able to keep the party going a little bit, but we are it's back in business, you know. This, yeah, man. This, this feels, you know, whole in how it's supposed to go yeah. down. Uh, uh, for one, uh, a lot has changed uh-huh. since the last time we met. Number one, those yeah. checks dropped. Yeah. Did you get yours? No. No? No. You made that much money. I didn't get one. You made that much money? No. You, you skipped my question. No. I make, I make about you, what you made. Did you file? No. Did, did you, you didn't do your taxes I yet? I didn't do my taxes yet. Oh, That's man. Why. Money just waiting for you, man. That's probably why. Yeah, me and a couple of my people, we went in, got a show pony. You know, I, you wow. know I've, been, yeah, I've been living pretty lavish off that 1200 You get it in a check or direct deposit? No, direct deposit. Hit the, hit the oh. bank account. Like yeah, because I didn't do my taxes yet. It, it did a Superman drop right into my, my bank account one morning. I just woke up. And boom. You know, it landed. The concrete broke. It was, it was wow. crazy. Yeah. Called up about eight friends. We got a show pony named Jacob. You know, wow. thinking uh, For what? if this all comes back around, Kentucky Derby coming around, 
you know, they told me it's a shoe in to win. You gotta, you gotta make investments. A pony? Man. See, you think it, see, man, see, see, you don't have the money. It's, you think it's small, brother. You think, it, you think it's small, brother. See, I'm thinking it's how to stretch the money yeah. and longevity. Also, I want to talk to you about how to turn hundred dollars of your money into eight hundred dollars of your money. We can talk about that after the podcast. No, too. and I'm, I'm mad. Miss Dianca did that. Oh, she called you too. No, she didn't call me, but I, I have her as a friend on Facebook. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, I, was, I was about to. I was about to say we're gonna cut the podcast. You can't talk. <laughs> don't bring my mom's business up in this because she hit us up for the. You know, she's like, "You give me the hundred dollars." It doesn't. I don't even know how that turned into a thing for people. For people who haven't uh, heard or been hit up by somebody yeah. like you, give me a, it's this thing going around. I think it got squashed by the government or something. Yeah. Like, people deleted those pictures real quick. But basically, they're saying like. Get eight friends. They mm-hmm. all give you. <laughs> it's the stupidest thing. It's no product involved. You're not selling anything. No. It's like give me a hundred dollars, and then I'll get a hundred dollars from eight people. Then I'll have eight hundred dollars, and then you can ask eight people for a hundred dollars. It's like I could just ask somebody for a hundred dollars and not play this yeah. game because that's what you're doing. You're yeah. asking me for money. Uh, but you know we can talk about it afterwards. I, I mine is a little different. Okay. Then what I, what that is? Oh, you did it? No, no. I'm saying we'll oh. talk. We'll talk about. It okay, cool. You know, you know but yeah. you know, if you got a hundred dollars, we'll, we'll talk about it after. after no, I, but no, the show no, pony thing. Yeah, man. You know, uh, you know, when the Kentucky Derby comes back, hey, man, this stuff got to go back to normal eventually. Yeah. And it's gonna be a shoe in. They tell me. Yeah. Yes. Jacob the pony. It's gonna be. You know. So you gotta. You gotta think. Investment. You gotta. You gotta think, man. You gotta stretch your money. You know. No. You can't just. You can't just have the money and buy tangible things. You got. How you gonna? How you gonna? What's what you leaving for your kids, my brother? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm leaving show pony a eighth of a show pony. I don't understand. You know, a pony for I don't understand what the pony's for. Racing, pony horse racing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, it's pony racing, but okay. it's a, you know miniature. It's miniature show pony racing. Yeah, but look at you, man. You yeah, have like a caveman beard. And yeah, man. You know, I, 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 yeah, I've taken to um, you know, uh, you did uh, it yourself. Line, you know, I've been, you know, I'm practicing lining myself up. You know, uh, oh, just, yeah. just you got just, like a widow's peak now. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm working on it. If you look at, if you look, <laughs> you look at the back. I, you know, I, I don't know. Okay, there's some inscriptions. I'm trying to do yeah. like a like a uh, kind of like a faux hawk kind of thing, but you know, natural hair doesn't do it as much. Ah. But I'm trying to uh, do kind of a faux hawk type situation. Yeah, and, my, and I even have taken to I've done some tribal insignias in my ball fro. You're welcome to see. Wow. You, no, thank you. No, thank you. Just a, it's pretty dope. No. Okay, I got the. Um, I'll take your word for it. Man. I got the manscaping tool. Have you heard about that? Yeah, yeah I, I have one. I got one of those. You know, yeah. you, I got a little tricky with it one day. It's a lot of spare time on my hands, and I'm just getting a little, you know, just a little fresh Get and little just trying away, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've yeah, been thinking much, that means you got me too much time. I, I contemplated going bald just for the time being, just because if if it's any time to try it, all of you know, some men is like you don't have the right head if your head. Lump, I think yeah. my head's lumpy. Yeah, I don't want to find out yeah but it could be i shave and it's like this is how you've always been meant to look you know what i mean i keep the beard and then just it's shave the go bald and yeah. you don't i'm scared though yeah go so bald just don't not, you got enough hair in your head i do but it's like i'm you know i i don't want to keep cutting my own hair and oh. i don't know when these barbershops gonna oh, open, yeah, open back yeah. up so if, if i could just go straight bald mm-hmm. that's <laughs> That's a whole worry out of my head, and I, you never. I could just end up like looking like Overton Wakefield from Living Single. You know, yeah. it might look dope on me. You know, if you I, get a like a a letter from your workplace, you can get a haircut. Oh yeah, yeah. Central Central employees uh letter. You got you just supervise on the sign it, take it to them. Essential shit. Man. I didn't even yeah. know the perks that was happening. I'm still essential, so you know I didn't know that was one of the benefits of being an essential worker. Still. Yeah. Well, shit. I'm, I'm gonna get on that. Yeah. Cutting this hair shit is not gonna work for me. <laughs> me and Sierra got in an argument the other day because she was like. Well, I can do it for you if you want me. I was like, oh, whoa. <laughs> you're not cutting my hair. And yeah. she's like, you don't believe in me? Women always, you know, women always take yeah. it to the, the, you don't believe that I could cut hair? I'm like, no, I'm, I, you've never cut hair no, before. No, that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, no, like, I don't. <laughs> it's like, you've never done it before. It's like, but are you like, I'm an artist. Like, it's, it's, it's lines. It's like, I don't want to look like a Wii character from, yeah. you know, Nintendo Wii. <laughs> uh, if it's too sharp, it looks weird. You got to yeah. blend it. 
and it, it, it turned into a, like a, a debate mm. about like I can do things and you don't even trust my vision. I was like, no, you've just you've never cut hair before. I yeah. don't even know why we're having an argument. You have to have a license to cut hair. Exactly. You can't just like have a degree <laughs> from something else. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm an architect, so I'm a program video games. Yeah. Like, it's, it's buildings and video games. It's like no, like. I guess yes, there are building buildings <laughs> and video games, but you don't know how to do codes. Yeah. It's it's two different things. No, yeah. but you know, we we're, we're we're holding strong and managing to get through these times. Yeah. It's, it's it's crazy out there. Things have changed. I still can't believe that check didn't hit, man. You gotta go do no, your taxes, man. man. You gotta go to I did front. it, I did it the other day. Okay, yeah, so it yeah. should hit soon, man, because you gotta get that. That's free money. Waiting. Yeah. Is it free money? Oh. No, well it's your money. Yeah. And you'll have to claim it on your taxes next year. But it's they're giving it to you. Yeah, I'm gonna take it. Yeah. yeah. It, they already wrote the check. It's yeah. sitting there. It's sitting there, yeah. So either you don't get it. Or you get it either way. You're gonna have to claim it next year on your taxes. Yeah. So, so uh, I did my taxes a couple of days ago. Yeah, man, you gotta get that, man. Yeah. Um, you know. So anyway, back to us being both essential workers. You yeah. know, uh, how's that been? Are you are you are you tired? Are you working more hours than you would say you normally Mm-mm. have been working, or it's the same schedule? Same, same schedule. Just you know, taking more precautions. Yeah. Am not I, really. No. I mean, just uh. Gloves Keep my distance people. I mean I always, I always wore gloves Before though Mask I don't, I'm not wearing a mask though. Yeah it's, it's kind of pointless Yeah I'm not I'm, wearing a mask it's, it's, it's not doing anything um, You but don't my, have a mask This lady offered me a mask It was like With her bare hands Where's your mask <laughs> no, It was like where's your mask I was like oh I don't have one You want one I was like From your house I mean I'll now. take it yeah. And then it was like Oh we don't got no more We used to let I'm like you wasted you my making, time yeah, you telling me Just have a whole conversation with me Trying to make me feel bad And then you don't even have What you're trying to offer I was gonna wear it anyway But she offered it So I was yeah, like Yeah she made take it a whole thing That took up probably Two minutes of your day oh, Wasting man. your time Now yeah. uh, We're fortunate enough I would say I'm not tired Of working yet You know like I'm very happy to still be working I'm very happy to not have To have resorted to Some of the things people have um, You know you get emails From all the companies That you pay money to You know yeah. Insurance and all this kind of things. It's like If you need to You can take a three month break And then Pay us it all back in three months or whatever. I've never, I haven't had to resort to those things, luckily, because I'm still working. Yeah. But uh, everybody's not happy to still be working. You know, I I read about a story. This dude down in Florida, he called in a bomb threat. He's a construction worker. He called in a bomb threat to get a day off. Wow. It's plain and simple as that. He just was like, look, man, they working the shit out of me. Uh, This is such and such. I'm going to blow this whole fucking thing up. And then acted surprised when his boss was like, hey, man, um, we're off today. No, no, he got it. He ended up getting arrested. I'm. It's 2020. It's, it's like people don't understand. Like a phone call can be traced. Yeah. It sounds like you. Whatever. He's probably wasn't. The, he didn't disguise his voice very well. But it's just shit like that going on, man. So I just want to give a shout out to everybody, all the essential workers, all the nurses, everybody that has to work right now. And I also want to. Uh, I don't know if I've been able to because me and you. That's when we get into the conversation. Me and Sierra just kind of get through the pod. But um, I've had been having discussions with people at work saying people really need to reevaluate their job yeah. right now. If you're laid off or furloughed. And think about looking for another job right now. Yeah. Because, like, the toll booths, those have not skipped a beat. And if I was a toll booth worker, I'd be really concerned. Like, they just said, just run it, and we'll send the thing to your house, which is what they would do anyway. Mm-hmm. But now they had no, they have no toll booth workers. You oh, just they, go I right. I have been the past days, so I don't know. Yeah, well, okay. they have no toll booth workers. They laid all the toll booth work- workers off. And now you just drive through, even if you have the Easy Pass, if you don't have the Easy Pass. So it's like once this is all said and done, if I was Easy Pass or Toll Booth America or whatever the thing is that runs Toll Booth, I'd be like, well, the shit kind of just kept going without people in those things. People can just run them and we'll yeah. mail them, mail them, mail them to, the to thing bill. to pay. Like they do me, yeah. Yeah, so I'd be concerned if I was a Toll Booth worker. I actually right thought now. that they, I thought at some point, I thought I heard them talk about they was going to um, lay those people off. It wasn't going to be oh, like a I, thing. I didn't catch that, but they, they have did cameras now. and. Yeah, 
they, that sucks. Well, they yeah. did now. Yeah. You know, and and I don't I don't know if they're gonna be bringing back the same amount of people. They're probably gonna slowly probably get them yeah. out of. They might once this is over, they might bring some back. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't be surprised if not as many come back as was working yeah. before this whole thing happened. You know what else thing I was thinking about. I was thinking about like McDonald's because you uh, know you know how they talk about malls you know is a is a dying at dying industry yeah, and whatnot. movies and everything, movies and whatnot man. and I think I think Checkers is a little bit ahead of its specifically time because I think I think all of them is gonna be like that so like like thirty fifty years or something like that all of them gonna be what, like what like McDonald's I think it's gonna be just drive through because that's all it is like now. a restaurant like a restaurant everything rest- yeah everything no nah, man I you don't think so s- no I love to go uh, have a night out and go sit in a restaurant and eat food I love I'm that. talking about like fast food McDonald's oh yeah stuff it's like no that. reason to, it, yeah. it's the saddest thing in the world to go sit into a and eat in house yeah. inside of a restaurant. I feel less sad eating food in my car. Yeah, that's what I mean. I'm not talking about like Fridays. Oh, okay. No. I'm talking about late McDonald's. Is that where you went? with like, I'm not talking about. No, no, Fridays is a spot. I love Fridays. It is, man. That three for 20 does hit. What? Rips. But anyway, um, but I'm saying like McDonald's. Uh huh. Yeah, all the fast food. Yeah, places. all the fast food. Places. Yeah, Checkers yeah. is like, look, this is, uh, we got the small little building. <laughs> he got the Our kitchen. employees working here. And you get this food and you go about skedaddle about yeah, your business. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. The checkers that's been their model for for since day one. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you know they the first they the first to pop it off with two drive through lanes. Yeah, yeah. And that's 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 innovation. That's yeah. innovation. Yeah. Because like you can't until you fuck up and go on the wrong side. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then you cause you break the whole system down <laughs> that way. You know, it's a very it's a very fragile system. Yeah. It's a great system, but if you go left and you're supposed to go right, you shut the whole thing you fuck down. Fuck up. But yeah, no, I can see that happening because. Yeah. You know, if you go the worst place, I think McDonald's after like a open twenty four hours McDonald's. If you go into McDonald's after one a.m., it's like the seventh circle of hell. Like yeah. you only see the worst people in homeless there. Homeless like people, homeless people drinking coffees yeah. and talking to themselves, and like people who just got broken up with and are leaving a club yeah. and about ready to fight. Yeah, you know, whenever you're like, I'll I'll fuck up anybody in here. It's like and two in the morning. Then you got to look the other way because yeah. you don't. You know, depending on the time of day, I might go. Who's everybody? Yeah, but depending on you know the who you got nine, Ma- nine McDonald's I'm not yeah nine McDonald's at at one o'clock in the morning yeah. a Subway maybe yeah I'm like I think I could take you know the, the clientele <laughs> of Subway if if they come in there popping off like yeah anybody can get it I'm yeah. like well who's anybody then yeah you just got to really read the situation read the area that you're in yeah Subway I might feel a little more confident yeah. but a McDonald's after midnight I'm gonna go ahead and just uh, yeah can I get my put my yeah. put some extra sauce in the bag roll it up and just leave I'm yeah. not even gonna acknowledge that person yeah cause that's they want conflict <laughs> they ready to go to jail yeah. they're in the McDonald's at 1.30 in the morning care. at all you know now I'd be remiss before I, we jump into the fucked up shit uh, you know as you know one of your personal favorite train wrecks uh, Kim Jong-un yeah yeah uh, ruler of North Korea mm-hmm. you know you know the story yeah friend. the back uh, Korea yeah the back Korea that's the back mm-hmm. Korea uh, he died apparently so he did die Man, it's a whole bunch of yeah, that's what I'm out. saying. Like, I feel like he is dead because they wouldn't just. Why wouldn't you just put out a video of him just being like, "That's a, a lie." The yeah. fact that there's so much shadiness going on, that dude is dead. Yeah. So, um, in honor of the craziness that is no, because I've been I've been kind of infatuated with North Korea for a while, probably since that Dennis Rodman went there mm-hmm. and he put out that whole documentary. So I wanted to just kind of talk to you and and inform you, yeah, because um, I don't know if you're aware of how crazy North Korea is. You know, you just kind of hear how crazy he is. I don't know. Well, it's, well, it's it's yes, he's a dictator, and so he's created yeah. a whole world, and his father has created a whole world with all kind of crazy rules and 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 and, and, and all kind of laws and everything. Yeah. So I just wanted to go over a couple, right? Okay. So for one, did you know that in North North Korea, they go by a calendar that is based on the guy who discovered, you know, or or took over North Korea in 1912. Mm-hmm. So it's only like the year 117 in North Korea. 
So he like three star or they go by him. They go by just it's whenever like this he guy, woke he, up and was like, I'm gonna make this calendar. Yeah, that's, uh-huh. that's where it started. Nineteen twelve or wow. whatever. Yeah, okay. nineteen twelve, April fifteenth, nineteen twelve. That's when their calendar started. Wow. So it's it's not the year uh two thousand twenty in North Korea. It's the year uh fucking like however old that dude. Be. So that's what they go by? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's the national calendar there. Wow. That's for one, right? Now number So does your phone switch when you get over there? You don't get over there. Oh, you don't get over there. <laughs> you can't just go. Can't, can't just, just go to North. Nah, no. Nah, you can go to Seoul. You can go to South Korea. You don't. You don't get over there. So I will never know. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like your phone just is like, yo, you need to leave. Yeah. It doesn't even say what date it is. <laughs> location shit just dropped. Yeah, it's like, yo, shit. get out of there. As soon as you cross a line, that's in North Korea. Yeah. For two, they only have three TV channels and a state-run TV channel. So it's all day. It's like news. News and people being like, isn't North Korea great and Kim Jong-un is great? And then they dance and stuff like that. So imagine being quarantined right now. Right now I'm quarantined. I got Xbox. I got yeah. I got the illegal Cody situation so I can watch anything. I was watching Drake and Josh the other day. Just watching shit from years ago. I was yeah. watching Cheers. You know, just watching throwback shit. Imagine only having three channels and one of the channels is the news and the other two channels is just talking about how great Donald Trump is. Wow. That would be like, that's like hell. Yeah. And then you can't go outside and nothing, you know? That's on Netflix and nothing like that? No. Mm-mm, no. Mm-mm. Only certain people can even use the internet there. Wow. So the internet is free, right? Mm-hmm. The internet is free, but the computer costs dumb money. That's the way that they keep oh, poor people yeah. misinformed and not able to get information. Like, the internet's free, but this MacBook is 80000 That is crazy. So, we, so it's like 20 people in North Korea have laptops. And everybody else just watches the three channels and is hungry. It's a it's a really it's a really dark. Dude. Realistically, I'm gonna keep making these jokes because the, some of these ro- laws are crazy. But it's really fucked up what they do to those people over there. They're hungry and confused and work all day. Uh, um, what's <laughs> it, it's, it's it's nuts, man. Another thing, right? Yeah. So you know how when it's you know back to school time, what you want your parents to get you when it's back to school? You know, you want you to get a cool backpack, maybe a Godzilla book clothes, bag. Shoes, yeah. yeah, some clothes, some shoes. You know, maybe a cool pencil carrier. Yeah, maybe some fun eraser tops. Mm-hmm. In North Korea. Your parents got to get you the desk and the chair. Damn. As like on the school supply list. You got to come with desk and chair ready. So what if you don't have that? You just stand? And you just stand. And you do a little thing where you use your forearm, put the yeah. book in the forearm. And then if you go off the, the length of your forearm, then the page bends and your lines scribble. That's just the life. The price. What is the, what was the price of those <laughs> desk and chair? I didn't get that, but I would imagine it's pretty pricey because they're trying to get these people for whatever they can. Yeah. You know, can you I, go I, half? On a desk and a chair? Yeah. Like, man, we're going to have to see hey, man, one you, look, you get this Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Like that, yeah. I get it Tuesday, Thursday. And then on Saturdays, it comes to my house, and I get to use it there. Yeah. Something like that. I would, you know, maybe. Yeah, that's being resourceful, man. That's why I'm going to talk to you after the podcast. You yeah. know, I'm going to get you on this. We got one, we can get one more spot. We can break it the pony down in the nines. Yeah. And then you can get in on that. But you got to get that check. You no, know? I don't want to. I'm not in on that. It's not a big opportunity, man. So I'm just letting you know. Uh, another one, right? So they got this. They got this propaganda village okay. that they they film for the world, so it looks good as food and all the stores yeah, and everything. Bullshit. Looks yeah. beautiful, so that when people come to film and go, yeah, we heard North Korea is super fucked up. They go, what? No, look at all these apples in this building. It's all fake. Yeah, that's bullshit. where they take people to like make you think it's dope here. But then if you go around the corner, it's like somebody on the ground cr- crying and dirty. It's crazy. Like it's just a big fake. It's like Disneyland. Yeah, it's wild, right? But that's how they keep the lie going. But now Kim Jong-un died. I don't know. I don't, I don't even know the transition is going to be, if it's just going to be somebody that's just like him or if it's going to be somebody that's like, it's all been a lie. So how are they, how they making money? How's the government there making money? I don't. That's a good question. I don't think they are. 
That's what I mean. It's like it's it's it is a. It but is they can a, buy fucking it, rockets and all kinds of nuclear fucking. I would assume shit. they. I'm, I would assume they have some kind of good that they can trade to other countries that aren't America or something like that, or maybe they provide military help or something like that because they spend all their money on the military. Yeah. Their people get none of the money. Wow, it's crazy. Uh, they only have 28 websites. And they're all government control. Yeah, have a number of websites. Yeah, it's like a specific. No, I don't even know how many websites we have. Yeah. I would say I would guess infinity. If I had to guess a number, it would be infinity websites. Yeah. I mean, it's they, not like a limit to how many websites you can just create. Exactly, but it is in North Korea though. It's wow. twenty eight. What are they? I don't know. It's like <laughs> Kim Jong Un dot com, yeah. North Korea's great dot com. You know, uh, don't come here dot com. Things like that. You know, they they know specifically how many they have. They really have a strong control That's on the wild. internet and the whole presence and who can use it and everything like that. Um, so Kim Jong Il is Kim Jong Un's dad, right? Yeah. They got my man in a box, a clear box, standing up. Seats no, are. he's laying down oh. comfortably, but it's required. Everybody in North Korea got to go visit him and bow at his feet every, every day. day, so you can see him. Yeah, yeah, you got to go. Is pray. it like bones? Or? No, I mean I don't know if they put something in. The, it might be bones now, but at a point it was just preserved. He was in there, oh. like you know, so you like can't Sleeping see Beauty. Him. So you can't see him. No, it's clear. You, you can see clear. him. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. He got the army outfit on and everything laid out. Boom. And they come and they go, oh, praise you. I wonder what he look like. He probably looks pretty terrible right now. But that I would assume they're going to do the same. If Kim Jong-un is dead, they might slide him out, put a Kim Jong-un in there. Wh- where is it at? In the, they have I would like assume a like a square, or... like, a time, like a square, like the main square of North Korea. That and everybody in North Korea. North... It's required. Fuck that. You got to come through pay pay homage. What do you got? Like a checklist? You got signed shit. Hey, I'm. I'm. It's like that though. Yeah. The, did you they do got, like, your prayer? Yeah. Like, did you pray Kim Jong Un today? It's something like something crazy like that. Now the last one I'm gonna That's say. Insane. This is crazy. Blue jeans. Mm-hmm. You know I love me a good pair of Levi's. It's yeah. hard to find because I'm a little thick with two C's, but um, <laughs> uh, a good pair of blue jean denim jeans are hard. You know, it's 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 a it's a like a good friend. Yeah. They hug you right. Uh-huh. Blue jeans are outlawed in North Korea. You can't wear. Cannot wear blue jeans. This is against the law to wear blue jeans. You Why? will be arrested because they feel like blue jeans represent America okay. and American imperialism, and they will not be um, conquered by America by you wearing like blue jeans and a cowboy how was, things. How was... I bet a cowboy hat is also illegal. Anything that feels like America, they're like, we don't wear that shit here. We are not. America doesn't run shit here, so you don't. It's illegal. Why us? Because man, you know, man, I don't, I don't want to get on my soapbox, but America is a you know, it's an imperial dictator. You know, it's an imperial. Uh, business and mm. we've done a lot of fucked up shit in a lot of places. Oh yeah, for sure. So I'm sure North Korea is like, well, we do we do our own fucked up shit here. You're not gonna come here and do fucked up shit. We got it under lock, so don't come here and try to do fucked up shit. We do it. So you can't take a trip like a vacation. No, me? they don't let people out. They don't have like you have to airport? like you have to like escape North. They, they might have an uh, airport for Kim Jong Un or whoever is in control now. But like you, you can, can't if you live in North Korea, you can't just be like, I'm gonna go to Australia. You can't leave. You have oh, to like leave you have to escape like fucking Rosa Parks. I mean uh Harry Tubman. I wanna know if you can Google Google World Google Earth um go to North Korea? North Korea. I bet you if you do, it just let you just see that town. <laughs> That's all you see is that town. Everybody's smiling and it's fucking Mickey Mouse characters and shit and people you eating do it food. fucking your fucking computer crash. Yeah, like, like yeah, that. no, they might shut that whole shit down, man. Actually, I said I said I had one last one, but I got a couple more because these ones are actually funny. Uh, they really have an obsession with the number twenty eight because there's only twenty eight hairstyles allowed for men. And one of them is the box fade, probably. 
the little the, the Korean boosy. It's like it's the fades on the side and it's high, the square. but it's all you know feathery because they got the good grain of hair. Yeah, but it's it's still a boosy type of fade. Yeah, only twenty eight hairstyles allowed, and if you got any other other ones, you could get in trouble. And my last one and my favorite, this is extra petty. If your grandfather does something illegal, mm-hmm. he gets in trouble. Your dad gets in trouble, and you get in trouble. Damn, it's like three every, generations. Yeah, it's like you all get in trouble. Wow. They send a message hard. Yeah. Apparently him and him and Trump are like friends, I guess. Well, Trump that's likes the, anybody that's, the... that's like um willing to be nice to him. Mm. So Kim Jong un played buddy buddy enough and now he kind of put Kim Jong un on the map where people are like, Everybody's talking about North Korea now. Mm. You know, so it was kinda like an unfair trade and they didn't get anything out of it because North Korea was still like, Well, we still gonna make these news. But here's a, you know, here's a assortment of flowers, Donald Trump. And Donald Trump's like, he's great. I love him. He's cool. He's a nice guy. Yeah. And they're still making those nukes. They probably might ramp the nukes up now. I don't know who's who's taking over. It's maybe, really interesting. That's gonna be, yeah, it's a woman, I, I heard. Yeah. That's going to be interesting to see, though, because it could go like a person who goes, yeah, man, look, this shit has been crazy, but I'm here now, and we're going to get it under control. Or this might be like, up. my brother was weak, and now I'm really about to turn shit up. And yeah. then it's like, well, I don't know what that's going to look like. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Somebody yeah. who, who, who thinks he was soft? Yeah. You know, that's nuts. Yeah. You know, that could be so. That's going to be interesting to see. But, you know, we're not a political ch- uh, show, so I'm not going to keep going into that. I just thought it was interesting that that dude died because he's been talked about, and his dad was talked about, and... Bobby Lee used to do a character of him on Mad TV, Kim Jong-il, and it's just been such a thing. North Korea has been such a thing for so many years, and another one bites the dust. Uh, But, you know, we are back. The boys are back in town. Uh, We're going to take a quick break. We're going to leave you with uh, Backstreet's Back, a classic from the 90s. Uh, When we come back, we're going to talk about some fucked up shit, so stick around. Rock your body, Everybody, Rock your body, Again. Brothers, sisters, everybody sing. Gonna bring the flame, I'll show you how. Got a question for you, better answer now. All right, and we are back, Fran. Uh, it's been some confusion, but you have happily volunteered to go first yeah. to set things off. So this will be the new rotation. So, Fran, you go ahead and kick shit off, man. Welcome back and do your thing. Yeah, man. Um, So my affirmative murder, oh, it's been a while saying that, yeah, right. for this week is the, tr- the churro murders. Churro? Churro, yeah. Churro See, like the food? Churro. churro is that from Aust- is that like an Australian thing? It's like C-H-U-R-O? No, no, no it's T-R-U-R-O. T-R-what? T-R-U-R-O. I don't know what that is. Churro. Yeah, you that said was, churro. I thought churro you said like a, churro, like, a, like this Mexican like a, oh, dessert. Yeah. I was like, what? Yeah, okay, churro. Yeah, churro. That's a hard the word. The churro murders. I don't like that word. Churro. Yeah. Churro word murders. So the churro murders is the name given um, to a series of murders un- uncovered with the discovery in 1978 and 1979 of, t- of, of, of the remains of two young women in mm. Bushland East of the town in Churro in South, South Australia. Ah. Yeah. 
So on April 25th, 1978, William Bill Thomas and Valda Thomas found what they thought was the bone from a leg of a cow mm. whilst mushrooming in the bushland beside Swamp Road near the South Australian town of Truro, which is located about 70 kilometers northeast of Adelaide. So they found a leg, thought it was a cow. Yeah, because yeah. why would it be a human bone? Yeah. So Valda had concerns about about the find two days later that's some shit that fucked. It must have been like some gruesome shit. Because it fucked you up two days. I'm, yeah, I'm not like, going crazy over no cow. Like, I called it a cow, but I don't know. <laughs> that was a small cow. You know, and then you go home, sleep on you. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't know about yeah, that. Wake you up and that. shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Valda had concerns of, about the fine. Two days later, convinced her husband, you know, let's go back and have another look. Yeah. Upon closer inspection, they noted that the bone had a shoe attached. Inside cows, the shoe. Cows don't wear shoes. Yeah. <laughs> inside the shoe, there was human skin and painted toenails. Nah. That's crazy. Yeah. Now you really know it's not a cow. Because yeah. for a second you could go, maybe this was like a uh, um like a like a uh, circus cow mm-hmm. that wears shoes. Mm-hmm. That'd be like an interesting gimmick. And then you see, oh, that's people skin. Yeah. Then it's now this has gone somewhere else. Yeah. That's crazy. So it was bone. I guess but it was the just foot like had kind of yeah. remained because the shoe maybe preserved it. Yeah. That's I guess crazy. it was just like a slight, you know, walk. Uh, that's a bone. Just, yeah. You're you, not even painting no more. It's just. A bone. I guess like, if you see really cows see, out there a lot That's or what something. I was going to say. I was yeah. going to say, like, if you don't see a ton of cows, you wouldn't go, <laughs> I guess maybe this is yeah. like a wild cow, because that's not a thing. Yeah. You know, I don't, this isn't a cow farm, yeah. but I guess maybe one wandered off. You could you could convince yourself, especially if you don't want it to be a human. Thing. Yeah. Because now you know you're involved in something. Yeah. If it's a cow bone, you go home, go to sleep, or whatever. But then once you see the boot, you're like, oh, I got to call the police. Now I'm a witness. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So um, had human skin and painted mm. toenails. So uh, clothes, blood stains, and more bones were found nearby. I mean, that is terrifying. You For go sure. back to, to you know move a bush or something, and your and worst then fear like, is like, oh, it's it's, more it's, shit it's, out here. I was right, <laughs> but then you find more bones. Yeah, like, and bloody shit. Yeah, nah. Uh, so yeah, so they found clothes, blood stains, and more bones were found nearby. The remains were later identified as those of Veronica Knight, mm. an eighteen-year-old woman who had vanished from Adelaide. Adelaide Street around Christmas of 1976. The lack of an of an of an obvious cause of death, along with the location, led the belief that Knight may have gotten lost and died of thirst. Um, so the death was not considered suspicious. Was her leg not on her? How is that? How do you come to that conclusion? Yeah, I don't know how that's not suspicious at all. Um, if it's blood involved. Like, like, well, oh she yeah, probably she, her leg is missing. She, yeah, she, yeah, she dehydrated. dehydrated. That's cr- yeah, that's a crazy conclusion. To yeah. Come to. Uh, so almost a year later, on April fifteenth, nineteen seventy nine, police discovered the skeletal remains of sixteen year old Salvia Pittman about one kilometer from where Knight's remains was was found. I guess she dehydrated as well. Yeah. So Pittman had disappeared around the same time as Knight. Mm. I mean, so uh, a spree. Yeah, both young girls, teenage mm-hmm. girls. Um, so there was a strong suggestion of a link between the two dead women found in Truro, Bushland, and five other young women reported missing in Adelaide at the time. And Australian police faced the difficult task of, of piercing together evidence. Eleven days later, a huge search party discovered two more skeletons in a paddock, in a paddock on the opposite side of Swamp Road. They were the remains of Connie, um, Lord Nods, and Vicki Howell, two of the five missing young women. Mm. Uh, so Christopher Worrell, who was 23 years old, um, described it as a young, charismatic, sociopathic, 
and James oh, Miller. Was, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was, I thought you we were just talking about a nice guy. Okay, cool. All right, cool. Man. <laughs> uh, James Miller, who was thirty eight, um, who was a who was thirty years old, a laborer, describes that described as a drifter and a homosexual partner of war. Okay, which is Christopher. I'm gonna call him Chris because his his last name is weird. Okay, um, a, a homosexual partner of Christopher, also also believed to have committed the murders. Mm. So Miller and Christopher met when they were in prison together. Mm. Um, Miller f- Miller for breaking and entering. And Chris for rape and breaching a two-year suspended sentence um, for armed robbery. Okay. Yep. So after the released, um, they formed a dominant, a dominant submissive relationship, mm-hmm. and both lived and worked together. Miller was infatuated with with Chris, mm-hmm. and Chris would allow Miller to perform sexual acts on on him while he read pornographic and predominantly BDSM magazines. So Chris preferred women. At some point, I guess after okay. this. No, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. He's like, I'm not gay. Yeah. That's what I'm assuming. I'm not gay, so I'm going to watch p- heterosexual porn yeah. while you, you know, suck me, fuck me, whatever yeah. they're doing to each other. And that makes sense. Because at first, I was like, he would read the porns while he would. Yeah. That makes sense now. Okay. Yeah. He's watching. He's reading uh, stuff with girls in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, that, him liking women, like, you know, I don't, this is not really my thing. Yeah, we're just, we're just like, bros, but, yeah. you know, I like the, I don't like the, it's like the dude from Abducted in Plain Sight was like, I mean, I need some help. Can yeah. You, can you give me a hand? Yeah. It's like that. It's like, man, I'm not gay, but my, my buddy needs yeah. a hand job. That man. shit was wild. <laughs> um, <laughs> shit was wild. But, yeah, so it was like he, he preferred women and was like, yeah, man, this ain't gonna work, uh-huh. so we can just be brothers. Yeah, we just be friends. Let's just, like, let's, st- let's take a step back. I think we should just be friends. Yeah. You know, we should just be bros. Yeah, we sucked, we fucked. It was a good time. It's done. Let's just be brothers now. You know. <laughs> yeah. I don't judge your lifestyle, but that's not. I tried it. I'm not into it. We're bros, man. We're bros now. Yeah. And they, then they fist bumped. Yep. So Chris and a female friend were killed in a car crash on February 19, 1977. Mm, I'm sure, it was a coincidence. Uh, thus ending the murders, and Miller survived the car accident. Oh, he was in the car too. He was in the car too. Yep. I bet he fucking you fucking love me. He yeah. Grabbed the steering wheel. I yeah. Uh, I thought no. that, but I was like, I don't know. Think man. he just fucked up. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Excuse me. The girl was probably you know he's probably you know because you know once you uh, break up and you try people can never still be friends after they break up and if you try too fast now you know you got you got a uh, Miller is that his last name Miller, yeah, Miller yeah. You got Miller in the back seat Chris is like hey man watch this girl suck yeah. me off Some man. Type of we're jealousy, having a good yeah. time you know what I'm and he's like fuck you yeah. he grabbed the steering wheel and and he coincidentally survived uh-huh. yeah. I don't know, man. I did think that, but I was like, I don't think so. Just accidents. Accidents happens, man. Yeah. So Miller suffered depression and became homeless after Chris's death. Mm. So Miller's state, um, Miller's state of mind and a chance comment will eventually give police a breakthrough when Chris's went at Chris's funeral. So mm. which is which is crazy. Yeah, emotional. Um, yeah. So his former girlfriend Amelia uh-huh. told Miller that Chris had a sus- a suspected blood clot on his brain. Oh, maybe he had an aneurysm while he was driving the car. Hey, probably. Um, so this announcement prompted Miller to tell her about Chris's fascination with thrill killing. Oh, that's a really weird uh, <laughs> change of subject. Yeah. Um, so suggesting that the clot may, might possibly have been responsible for the moods that led um, Chris to kill. Okay, I guess that's not as weird of a uh, a subject change. There. I guess yeah. it's on it's on brand, but like, let's not talk about this. At the but beginning. I mean, does she had any evidence or it was just like well I think he was saying that. oh the blood clot thing yeah I don't know maybe he 
Oh, that's a good question. Off of her moves, she was so like, he just, yeah, he's he just kind of seemed like he has, he has a blood clot. Yeah. His eye, the way his eye, his eye just will drift off a little bit. That's a little blood clotty. Yeah. Um, so in May 1979, she collected a $30,000 reward. For turning his ass in. Yep. So, fucking right. <laughs> you, you never hear these things, but I always hear about the rewards they got and nobody ever collects. Yeah. Yep. Fuck that. So after providing the information to police leading to Miller's arrest and capture, mm. Amelia said that she had not come forward earlier because she had no proof that she had no proof the admission was true mm-hmm. and that there was so much point there was no there was not much point going going to the police um after Chris was dead. Mm. So it was only after reading the murders in a newspaper and finding out about that reward. Yep, that she came, <laughs> that she came forward. <laughs> it is highly likely that the murders would have gone unsolved if Amelia had not come forward and hadn't if read it that wasn't newspaper. Stated for, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> if she hadn't read that newspaper that day and saw that it was a $30,000 reward out on him now. She's like Oh wait, I still don't because ha- what changed? I yeah. still don't have any That's evidence. What I mean. like, <laughs> I still have the same amount of evidence that I had, but now it's money involved, so yeah. I'll go to the police now. Uh, so Miller was brought in for questioning on May twenty third, nineteen seventy nine. Initially, he denied knowing anything, but eventually stated that Amelia had done what I should have and told detectives that they were three more bodies. Mm. Miller was driven um, was driven under guard to Truro Port Port Galler and the Wingfield dump, where he pointed out their locations. Mm. So I'm gonna read off the um, the victims and just tell me, you know what you, what you notice about the ones. Similarities. I read. Yeah. Okay. So Veronica Knight, mm-hmm. who was uh 18 years old, teenager. Knight had become separated from from her friend while shopping and accepted a ride home. Okay. Ride Miller home. claims that they that they talked they talked her into going um for a drive to Adelaide Foothills. So Chris parked while Miller went for a walk. Mm. Returned to the car, he found Knight dead. So he would go off and think Chris was going to hook up with these girls. And because he's the submissive, he's like, hey, Miller, go go for a walk, come back in 20. Yeah. And he comes back and the girl's dead. Yep. Okay, so um, that's the first girl. Yeah, returned to the car and he found that Knight was dead. So Miller allegedly, Miller alleged that he angrily confronted Chris, uh-huh. who pulled a knife and threatened him. Oh, Chris was in a Yep, Chris was in a black mood and wouldn't talk. Miller helped him dump the body in Truro. They both returned to work the next morning. But just he only did that because he was threatened. He he would never help somebody bury a body, but Chris pulled a knife out on him. Yeah. Right, 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 right. right. Um, so Tanya Kinney. So Miller and Chris picked up Kinney after she had just arrived in the city sure. after hitchhiking from Victor Harbor. Okay. They drove to Miller's sister's home, mm-hmm. and Miller sat in the car while Chris and Kenny went inside. Mm-hmm. Chris later returned and asked for help. Allegedly, yeah. an argument occurred and Chris threatened to kill Miller if he did not help. Okay. That So that night, they buried Kenny in Wingfield. Okay. Yep. Okay. Um, so Julia uh, Mikata, mm-hmm. who was, she was 16. The other girl, Kenny, was 15 also. Oh, wow. So okay, this so girl 15, was 16, 18. Yeah, 16. Okay. So Julia um, was waiting at a bus stop after finishing a part-time job in the city where Chris offered her a lift home. Uh-huh. Instead, he drove her to Port Wakefield, this time, Miller sat in the car while um, Chris tied her up. This behavior was not unusual. Mm-hmm. It was it was um, Chris's kink. It was the BDSM. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So Miller thought nothing of it. Miller alleges he then went to take a walk, okay. but turned around after hearing a disturbance. So Juliet was out of the car and falling to the ground. Chris turned her over and began strangling her. Miller claims that he had tried to pull Chris off her, mm. but was not strong enough. And then, and that again, 
um, Chris threatened to kill him, and Juliet remains were also found in Truro. Uh huh. Yep. So Sylvia Pittman, who was age sixteen, picked up as she walked as she waited for the train at the Adelaide railway station. They drove to the Wingfield area where Miller went for a walk and later helped dispose Pittman's body uh-huh. in Truro. Yeah, yeah. Walk. Yep. Mm-hmm. So Truro Howe. I mean, I'm sorry, Vicky Howe, who was age 26. Okay, older than. Yeah. So when Miller arrived at the local post office, Howell was already with Chris. Stopping uh-huh. the car, Miller went for a walk. Soon after returning, but finding nothing unturned. Chris did something. Yep, he then took a longer walk. <laughs> oh, he's walked walk some more. Yeah. Right, when right, he returned, right. Howell was dead and Chris was enraged. Miller claims that he... That he cursed and abused Chris, but then Chris expect- pulled a knife out. Of yep, him. expecting to be expecting expecting to be killed himself. Oh, if he stood up to him, is yep. enough? Enough was enough. Okay. <laughs> but Chris uh-huh. said nothing. Howell's body was then taken to Truro, hmm. and he, where he buried it or yep. helped him bury it. Uh, so Connie Lord Lord Nides, uh, so she was sixteen, mm-hmm. picked up in the city, um, and offered a lift home. Connie became frightened when they drove in the wrong direction. Sure. Miller stopped at Wingfield. Went for a walk. Chris forced the screaming girl into a back seat mm-hmm. while Miller did nothing. He left the car for a while, <laughs> going for a walk. After returning, they drove to Truro, so, which they then dumped the body. Right. Deborah Lamb, who was 20, mm. Lamb was hitchhiking on West Terrace mm-hmm. um, when picked up. Mm-hmm. They drove to Port Galler, and Miller went for, for his <laughs> for his walk. Mm-hmm. And when he returned to the car, Lamb was then absent, and and Chris was pushing sand into a hole with mm. his foot, and Lamb was later found buried alive in the in the in the spot. Mm. Wow. So I'm guessing they found her. She she didn't die. Yeah. Oh, she was. Oh, really? Because they said they found her. They found her buried alive in the spot. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Probably wow, just knocked her out. Knocked yeah. her unconscious. Yeah. Uh-huh. I bet he thought he killed her. Yeah. So Deborah. I mean, like, what kind of bullshit? Uh. Burying job were you doing though? Like kicking his feet and Well if you're Oh yeah he was just kinda It was a shallow grave <laughs> just, that, I'm thankful That's the kind of grave I want Yeah hands oh, in his, But he's doing his hands in his pockets Yeah man, I'm tired I, I'm not gonna get my hands It's been dirty. a long night Yeah uh, So Deborah Skews um, Oh so this was the girl That was killed in a motorcycle accident With Oh with him With him That wasn't his girl? No Wow. So Deborah was the. So ex-girl. they were planning on killing her. He was. They were taking him to go for his walk and kill her, and then shit went wrong. Yeah. So Alleg- according to Miller. Yeah. So okay. Deborah was an ex-girlfriend of a friend of the pair. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so after her breakup, uh huh, Miller and Chris took her to Mount Gambier for the weekend. Uh huh. But after Chris got into it, got into one of his black moods, mm-hmm. they decided to return to Adelaide. Okay. On the Saturday afternoon, so Chris was driving when the car blew a tire. And rolled several times, mm. throwing all three of them onto the road seatbelt. Wow. And Chris and Deborah was the one that died, and Miller survived. Yeah, he only he must broke, have been he only broke his shoulder blade. Jeez, that's yeah. fortunate. Yep. So Miller continued to visit Deborah and Chris's cemeteries. He could never forget them. One year to the day after their death, Miller placed a few paragraphs in the memoriam notice, um, in an Adelaide advertiser, which read. World Christ Christopher Robin, memories of a very close friend who died twelve months ago this week. Mm-hmm. Your friendship and thoughtfulness and kindness, Chris, <laughs> will always be remembered by me, mm-hmm. by me, mate. What comes after death, I can hope as I pray we meet again. Mm-hmm. All the murder victims had been strangled, although there were a strong suspicious, 
a suspicion that the last of them, Lamb, had not been alive when buried. Mm-hmm. Um, so criminologist Professor Paul Wilson has suggested that Chris suggested that that what? Read that again. Are you about to give a, a theory? No. Wait, oh, wait, wait. Because okay. I was I want to give mine in cases. Okay, what let I'm me. Thinking. All right. In case it's what you're about to read, I mean. Okay, okay, yeah. Oh, you can say what you want to say, then I'll read it. Okay, so here's my theory, right? Okay. All right, so you know how they have to, Chris needs to read the magazine in order to let Miller do things to him. Mm-hmm. So I think they have these weird, diabolical, fucked up threesomes with these girls, right? Mm-hmm. So then Miller is not going for a walk. He's in the van with him, and then Chris is getting his feel on with a girl and then Miller gets to feel on Chris with him in the during the process that's what I imagine and then shit they have to kill her at the end cause she's, she's seen they've done stuff to her against their will these mm-hmm. girls that's my theory that it's some kind of weird sexual he can get off with girls and Miller can get off with Chris kind of thing mm-hmm. That's I don't. Me. I don't think so. No, I think it was just. You just think Miller just goes for a walk just, coincidentally. I think he every- went for the walk. I think he was actually. Going. I think it was just like that relationship that they had a relationship, but he was like, you know, I don't want to. Yeah, I, I want women. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, you know, and then it was just like because I feel like him getting so enraged and you helping him. Uh-huh. Very. I just think I don't think that's like man, motherfucker, help me. Yeah, I done killed this, and I think he just be blacking out. Yeah. Okay. And then when he come from his walk, taking all fucking day uh-huh. the way he's walking. It's like you, you did it again. Yeah, <laughs> that's just harder for me to believe than he was in, involved. In. It's like you know, I you know, I just you know, I like to get a nice night walk in. Yeah. You take these girls after the after the third time, you're like, you know, I mean that happened the first two times, but you know, I need to get my night walk in. They're here having a good time. The music's on. I'm gonna go for my run. And what you did? Oh, what mm-hmm. you killed her again? Yeah. Uh, that happened six times or like seven times. I just that's crazy. <laughs> I don't know, man. I think he really was one of them walls. <laughs> he must be in great shape. Man. He must be in fantastic shape. Yeah. All right, so criminologist Professor Paul Wilson has suggested that had Chris not been killed, the Trill murders may have become more, much more devastating, um, a devastating killing spree. So while Chris was following the established behavior of some serial killers, with the time between murders getting shorter, mm-hmm. Miller himself told Chris Chris's girlfriend before his arrest that it was it was getting worse lately uh-huh. it was happening more often and it was perhaps a good thing that Chris died oh uh. yeah I mean so that was his friend's hand because the only thing that could stop him was him dying yeah so Miller stood trial for the murders and was found guilty mm. of six of the seven murders yeah with the exception of the first murder which was Veronica Knight on um, March 12, 1980 unusually he was convicted of murder despite having never touched a victim Mm. He was sentenced to the maximum six consecutive life terms of imprisonment. So the testimony at this trial revealed that revealed a terrifying story. So Miller and Chris would cruise the city streets. We know this cruise the city streets with yeah. in their 1969 blue and white Chrysler looking uh-huh. for women that Chris could have sex with. Sure. So Chris was 26, 23, charismatic, good looking. Mm-hmm. So Chris had no trouble in regularly picking up local girls for sure. casual sex. Miller would drive Chris to the woman, Chris and the woman to a secluded place where Chris would have sex with them often after, often after tying them up uh. while Chris waited outside the car, which Miller. called for his walk. I mean, yeah, Miller 
waiting outside the car, which is going for his wall. Uh-huh. So M- Miller would then drive them back into town and drop them off. Dead. We'll drive so them, I think, the I two think, of them. I think they was doing this all. I think this is before it got worse. So oh, I think this okay. was when they was. Oh, like he would let them like, go. He, he was just was fine. Yeah, he was oh, just okay. and drop them off. But I mean, like this guy was. He, he, Miller had to be getting some out of it. Well, you got to hang out with Chris. That's it? Yeah, man, he loves this dude, man. It's unrequited love, bro. <laughs> just hanging <laughs> out with him. And he settled for being his, his bro. He wanted off. to love him. He wanted yeah. to be in a relationship with him. Wow. Um. So Miller described how the pickups became more and more terrifying. Mm-hmm. First, Chris started occasionally raping the women who refused his advances. It's a crazy thing to, like, bro out. Like, yeah. this is what you guys do on a Friday night. Wow. Um, and then he started murdering them. So Miller was unaware that the murder would occur prior to it happening. He said that it only happened sometimes and not others. It appeared that it was a violent. It appeared that as the violence increased, Miller became increasingly um, fearful of Chris. So stop hanging out with him and call the police. Yeah. I just don't think that's a good excuse where it's like, well, he pulled a knife on me. So the next Friday, we went, I went and picked him up like we usually do. And I just was like, whatever happens, that's on that's on him. I mean, he, he's clearly crazy. I mean, like the first... After the, after the, the first, first time, time, it's like, you're yeah. not going to pull a knife on me. The fir- After the first time where it's like, okay, well, these girls, they usually get tied up. They're usually a little weirded out by it, but it was consensual. The first time he rapes a person yeah. and you hang out with him again, yeah. you're culpable in everything he does from that point yeah. on. He didn't think so. Uh, so Miller maintained that they can give me life for knowing about the murders and not reporting them, but they charge me with the murder, and it's a lot of bullshit. That's what he said. I mean, I don't know, man. That's hard. They used to, you know, there was a time in America where it would happen during the Charles Manson trial. If you perjured yourself mm-hmm. during a murder trial, they could charge you with murder. Mm. Like if you lied about knowing something or helping somebody or whatever, they'll charge you. They would charge you with murder too. So this is way worse than that. Yeah. This is just telling a lie. Like I'm trying to help my friend out. I don't want to come yeah. in court and help put them in jail for the rest of their life. And you could get life for that. This dude drove them there, helped them bury the body. Would leave him alone yeah. to give, so he didn't see anything. And then there was, and I bet you, if he would have saw like a car coming or something like that, he would have ran back to he the ran. van and been like, "Christmas, there's people coming." So I'm not trying to hear something yeah. about some bullshit. Yeah, they uh, gave you life regardless. I don't want to hear semantics <laughs> about you can give me life for knowing, but I didn't kill him, so this is bullshit. It's like, all right, well, you're in jail for life either way. Yeah. Well, he just he didn't want to be charged with the murder. Well, you could charge me for knowing it. Uh-huh. Fine. I just think that's something personally he wanted to he didn't want he wanted to feel better on himself. Well, (laughs) Uh, so following the trial, one of the jurors hired a lawyer to petition the attorney general for a retrial. So South Australian Justice Chief Chief Justice Lynn King agreed that Miller should be granted another hearing on the grounds that the judge of his trial, Mr. Justice Mr. Justice Matheson, had instructed the jury to find Miller guilty of murder. However, the Attorney General Chris Summer refused to grant a retrial, which is good. Yeah, I'm not mad at that at all. <clears throat> yeah. So legally, Miller argued that he never engaged in any murders directly, mm-hmm. nor, de- nor did he um, ex- explicitly agree prior to going out cruising for women. I mean, after like the first a, time, yeah, you know a, what you it were was doing. A, it was the implication. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cruising for women that he would support Chris in the murders. Nevertheless, he was found guilty of the murder because he was found to be part of the joint criminal enterprise. Enterprise, damn. <laughs> so he was present at the crime scene and assisted in disposing the bodies, uh, which makes you a part of it. Yeah. Um, this creating a subsequent legal difficulties over the definition of a joint criminal enterprise. But these have largely been resolved on the basis um, 
that this was a special and particularly horrifying case. In 1999, Miller applied to have a non-parole period set under the new laws on February 8, 2000. Chief Justice John Doria granted a non-parole period of 35 years, making Miller eligible for parole in 2014. Okay, wow. That's recent. Yep. Um, So uh, on October 21st of 2008, at the age of 68, Miller died of liver failure. Hmm. Um, as a complication of hepatitis, of having hepatitis C, mm. um, he also suffered from prostate and, prostate cancer and lung cancer. Oh, he was all fucked up. Yeah, uh, at the point. So at that point, he and he had just, coronavirus. Yeah, yeah. So at that point, he was the longest serving prisoner in the state. Damn. Yeah. If it was me during that trial, I just would have went all out and just been like, "My only crime here is love." I loved Chris. And maybe they would have got, you know, some sympathy or something. Maybe, like, the LGB community would have got... I would have just said, fuck it. Because yeah. I think that's what's happening here. I think he he just wanted to hang... It's like Jim and Pam from The Office. Like, look, man, I know you're dating somebody who's not a man. Yeah. But, like, I'll even if I'm only getting you as a friend, I'll take that over nothing. Yeah. And if I have to bury a body, it's the price I pay for love. Yeah. I would have did a whole monologue like that. And maybe it would have worked. Hell no, that shit wouldn't work. <laughs> but Chris got off the hook, man. By dying hook. in a horrible car accident? Yeah, he got off the hook. He got off the hook. He should uh, be able to suffer. Sure. Then die in a car accident. Blow up. Oh, fire. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, sure. No, I mean, I'm not I'm not opposed to that at all. I mean, yeah. But the girl did die as well. So that's not cool. Yeah. But here's a question. What? If, if a person's dying leads to the end, like, let's say... Uh, Hitler, mm-hmm. you know, took a bunch of Jewish people, right? So they took thirty people, thirty Jewish people. This is a this is a morality question. Um, let's say Hitler took thirty people, Jewish people. He was taking them to go put them in like um a gas chamber, right? Mm-hmm. On the way to that gas chamber, the plane crashes. Yeah, and that's tragic. Those thirty Jewish people died, but now Hitler's dead, mm-hmm. and so the the reign of the you know the Third Reich is over. Mm-hmm. How am I that's looking at sacrifice it of th- those thirty people? That's sad. But Hitler died, yay! So no more Jewish people. Died. It depends on what how you look, what perspective you're looking at it at, though. If I mean, I'm if you're the, the family if I'm the of the people, oh. if I'm the Jewish people on the plane, oh yeah, yeah, you're fuck fe- that. yeah, you're furious, yeah, of course. Even if you're the family of the Jewish people on the fuck plane, that. but if you're the family of the Jewish people who now Hitler died and the Americans and the French go in and get all the other Jewish people who were in camps out, yeah, you're like, okay, yay, yay, who he he died, yeah. So if I'm a girl who's 18. And this dude dies in a car crash, and I know I fit the profile. It's like, okay, well, this dude's off the streets. That girl died. That's tragic, but she died, and he died in the same thing. So I'm glad he. I'm glad he died in that situation. Yeah, I would rather him have died in that situation than the than that be the situation that he doesn't die. He gets that girl home, or he kills her, or whatever. Yeah. and now he's still alive, and somebody else dies. Yeah, but how I look at it, those type of situations. Uh huh. It's like why I gotta be. You gotta be the one the that ends rack. it. Yeah. <laughs> why I gotta be the one that died? It ends. So with the next me. person, the next person can live. Yeah. Oh, you'd be a terrible person in an action movie. You're like somebody has to stay behind and uh, set the bomb off, and then the whole planet's safe. You're like, well, that's that not ain't me. <laughs> Fuck that. I want to see the end. I want to see how it ends. I don't want to. No, bro. You gotta be Bruce Willis. No, you Bruce Willis, and then your daughter is on Earth, and no. you save your daughter. No. <laughs> No, no, no. Well, I gotta be the one to die so the next person can live. That ain't fair. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that. Nah, man, I can't look at those type of situations like that. Man. That shit don't work for me. In all those movies and those scenes, you're like, why it has to be him? Yeah, man. Nah. Like, yeah, somebody's gotta sacrifice the man. It's just not you. 
Nope. Now we gonna draw straws on this. I ain't yeah, gonna, I'm not just gonna be the one that's like, on well, it's just gonna be a stand up all heroic. Like it'll just be me because because I'm the oldest or whatever no. the thing is. Because I'm the most brave, it has to be me. It's like, no, we are gonna rock paper scissors yeah. this right now. If it just happens, that fine. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna volunteer. Yeah, like if the door closes and you stuck, and it's like, well, you stuck in there anyway, Fuck man. It. Hit the button. Yeah, but if but, that does happen going to say that i was the one yeah 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 praise me praise, the, me praise yeah. me praise me praise me no for sure you got to yeah. give me the praise yeah yeah i'm not <laughs> not gonna be some unsung hero right i want a day i'm not gonna be able to see it, but my kids don't know it's it's fran day yeah yeah and i need all the praise statues I'm not, everything yeah, I'm not president say my name and all of that volunteering ain't gonna work for me yeah i don't no, do right. shit free <laughs> fuck that <laughs> fair enough Franco <laughs> evans that's your quote for the taste of i don't do shit for free <laughs> Franco evans so was that it? Yeah, that was okay, it. That was, yeah, a, that was yeah. a good story, man. Yep. Shit, the 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 true murders. Yeah, hard word, man. Yeah, man. All right, well, nice, man. Feels good to be back. Yeah, in for rhythm. you, you know, for you know, um, for some advice, if you don't want to be charged with murders, but you want to be charged with knowing the murders, uh-huh. what happened? Go for a walk. Yeah, just go for a walk every yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, just go for a quote unquote walk. <laughs> That's crazy. Six walks. That's seven walks. That's crazy. All right, what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, it's my turn to tell you some fucked up shit, so stick around. All right, and we are back. It is now time for my affirmative murder. And my affirmative murder this week, friend, is the story of Jorge Negramonte and his unholy cannibal trio. Mm. Okay? So Jorge Negramonte's story is one that's clouded in chaos and confusion. Mm-hmm. He grew up the youngest of four brothers in a respected, well-to-do family. His father was a lawyer and his mother was a university professor. So, you know, he, you know, living a decent life. That's almost Cosby-esque. You know, you're living, not, not Bill Cosby, the Cosby show. Yeah. Uh, you know, you got Heathcliff and Claire. You know, you live in a nice little upper middle class, almost borderline high class life. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. living a nice life. Um, at age seven, his parents sent him to live with his aunt in Portugal to finish school because according to him, they thought he'd get a better education there. Mm. He returned home at 12. So almost did kind of like a Zoe 101 type of situation. What that? How old was he when he was? He was uh, it was four years. So oh, he okay, was eight, All right. seven, eight. Yeah. Four years later, comes back twelve. Yeah. Formative years. Come back preteen. Not a little kid anymore. Now you kind of you know might have a couple little hairs. Yeah. You know it's, that's a big difference. You get in that lanky stage in your life where you just all arms and legs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, two of his brothers went on to marry and still live in Brazil while the other returned to Portugal and lost contact with the other siblings. Mm. Negromonte, who is five years younger than his uh, closest sibling, admits he had few friends and spent most of his time talking to, bo- uh, to two boys in his backyard, one black and one white. Mm. He revealed in an interview from prison that these boys didn't exist. He said, for me, they were completely real. But when my dad asked who I was talking to when I was in the backyard, I realized no one else could see them. My father was worried and tried to find help. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's, that's <laughs> worrisome. Ah, uh, I don't know. Imaginary friends is a thing, right? You might walk in and see yeah. Sophia like being like, "Would you like some more yeah. tea?" Mm, and he's like, "Nobody there." Yeah. Uh, yeah. But then when it's like twelve. Yeah. That's cr- outside and shit. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, his father believed his illness to be spiritual, and so logically he took him to a spiritual a spiritualist center, which I've never heard of, uh, to try to cure him. A doctor would later diagnose him as schizophrenic. Yeah. She should have done that in the first place, take him to a doctor. But anyway, according to Jorge, these boys still appeared to him even today. He said, when I was murdering my last woman, they were tugging at my trousers trying to stop me. They were like my conscience. 
His real? Yeah. Oh. By 1985, Negromonte met his wife, Isabel Pierce, uh, Perez. So, but after 10 years and an inability to get pregnant, he claims their marriage consisted of only fraternal love. So they were like homies. You 10 know, years? He, 10 years. Tried to, you know, tried to, couldn't get, couldn't get pregnant. So the love kind of faded. And now it's like, yeah. I sleep in this room, you sleep in that room. We get the tax breaks, you know, dap up. You know, if that you want to go. depressing. Super depressing. Imagine, because like my grandparents are like that now. But it's like, you know, yeah, when you're over 70, yeah, you not like, you can't fuck anyway. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you go you like to watch this, you like to watch that. But imagine being like 35 and that's your life. Fuck that. Where it's just like, all right, well, good night. And yeah. you go in your room and watch TV and she I just don't talk. Yeah, that's weird, man. It's like, uh, okay, the bills are here. Okay, you take that bill, you take that bill, cool. You just keep the lights on. Yeah. Just... I just eat bowls of cereal every morning. Yeah. But like separate. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like not even like discussing how the day's gonna go. Like y'all just coexist. Y'all just throwing life away at that point. Yeah, man. Just leave. Just leave and go be happy. Like, just divorce. Whatever thing you're scared of, like, disappointing your parents, they would be way more disappointed if they had a camera in your house and saw you, like, awkwardly walking around the house yeah. not talking to this person. Just leave. Be happy. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, you know, the life, love, loveless marriage, just kind of functioning together. And uh, Bruna Da Silva was 16 when Negromonte took her as his mistress mm. after his wife Isabel was unable to get pregnant. So he needed a little spice in his life. Yeah. And maybe a body that could get pregnant if they wanted to do that. Yeah. Negromonte blames Bruna, his mistress, for manipulating him into murdering his victims. What? Yeah, so he kind of, he got his wife and he got his mistress. He's kind of putting together like this uh, crazy, hungry Justice League because they were Campbells. Yeah. So he's putting together this kind of super team of people that will eat people. Mm. Him and his mistress was the cannibals. No, the wife would eat. The wife would cook the shit. I'll oh, get to shit. it. They all ate it. They all ate it. But no, the wife would like put the. She had the wrist work. She would get it crazy doing all kind of spices and shit Ugh. in it. I'll get to it though. Uh, Negromonte, uh, who was a who became a university professor like his mother, justified his acts by claiming that the women that he killed would give birth to the future thieves and low lives of the world. His twisted belief was that by devouring their flesh, he purified himself from the sin of murder. How do you, how do you, how do you, how do your brain just choose that? Like, oh. The same way that, that you wild. see boys in your backyard. And it's, it, you're starting from a place of like, that it's a different crazy. brain. That it's a crazy. different brain. Because you go like, killed these women, you got to eat them. Because now my body becomes pure by eating this toxicness. Yeah, but you go, I killed these women because they were going to be. They were going to give birth to terrible crazy. people yeah. that would mess the world up. Yeah. It's a long walk, man, to get to justifying eating people. Wow. Um, in 2005, when Bruna turned 18, Negromonte and his Negromonte, his wife and mistress, moved back to his hometown of Recife, where he bought a semi-detached house, mm-hmm. which I think is an outdated piece of architecture. I don't know if I really would want a semi-detached house, uh, but you get what you get. Um, there were uh, there they got to know Jessica uh, Pereira, who was 17. She was a young mother of an 18-month-old baby who lived in an unsavory conditions near uh, his wife, Isabella's brother, mm. Boa Viegem. So uh, this girl who they met lived near his wife's brother. According to Negromonte, now, a lot of my story I got from Murderpedia, which is based on they transcribed an interview that he did from jail. Okay. So it's a very unreliable narrator. Yeah. But it's this. these are words directly from his mouth. Even if they feel like... They're kind of boxed in lies. Mm. 
you can find the truth if you want. So it's a lot of stuff of him being like, I didn't even know we were eating people, but you know, whatever. I blacked out. It's a lot of that, but you can pick out the truths in it. So, so this, this is in prison. He was yeah, he okay. did a prison interview. Okay. So a lot of my quotes that I'm reading are from that interview. Okay. So according to Negromonte, whenever we went there to his brother to his brother-in-law's house, mm-hmm. she would come over, and when he says she, he means Jessica. Okay. She would come over and ask for milk. She had nothing and was badly treated by her father. Isabel made contact and invited her to live with us, meaning Jessica. We all fell in love with her baby. I would buy everything for her, milk, nappies, and her cot. She was like a daughter to me. But Bruno was jealous of her. She kept telling me it wasn't good for her to be there. That, uh, that's when she started telling me to stop taking my medicines, that I was normal. I needed to be a man and be stronger. Mm. There's nothing better than telling somebody who is on psych meds to just tough it out. Yeah. That's always going to work out great for them. Uh, on the day of her death in May 2008, Negromonte said Jessica told them she wanted to go back to her back with her uh, daughter to live with her family. Say, I'd rather live with my dad who beats me than this is crazy. Yeah. So I'd rather I'm gonna leave. Wow. He recalled, I went into her room to try to convince her to stay. I was already starting to have an attack and see the shadows. Bruna came down and I remember telling her, She can't go. She's a bad person. She has no love for her daughter. After that, I only remember flashes. Blood spurting from her neck, her lifeless body in the bathroom, then her in pieces on the bathroom floor. Mm. I woke up the next morning and everything was already clean. So I wake up and I'm like, oh, that was a crazy, what did I eat? Yeah. That was a bad nightmare. You know, because you wake up, you feel like you did something, but the house is spick and span? Yeah. That's weird. That scared shit. That would absolutely scare especially if it was a vivid, you felt, you felt the blood on yeah. your hands and all this, and you wake up and it's like, I don't have blood on me. There's no blood anywhere. Shit. Waking up on the floor or some shit. Yeah, that's a crazy dream. Uh, so he woke up. The place was already cre- already clean. The baby was in her cot. Belle and Bruna, who's is- Isabel, they call her Belle sometimes. Belle and Bruna had cleaned up everything. They had buried her bones in the backyard. Wow. I asked, where was Jessica? That's when Bruna said, don't you remember? We had to execute her so she wouldn't take the girl away. What? And you were the only one who did all the, you were the one who did all the work. Don't even remember. Yeah. According to him, like I said, this is his prison interview. Yeah. So these are his words. Just like the guy's like, well, I, went crazy, so I, yeah, I went for a walk. I believe I went for a walk. You know, uh, I remember. I mean, he's he's owning up to kill, doing the killing. He's just like, I don't remember doing the killing, but I, it was me. Yeah. So, which is kind of a cop out still. But if that's, you know, I can't tell him he's not crazy. Uh, he said, I remember seeing her clothes and weeping. I prayed to God. My God, I've broken a great commandment. Forgive me for everything. What do I need to do? Negromonte claims he had no idea he had chopped up Jessica's body entirely and stripped it of its flesh, which had been stored in their freezer. Mm. The trio later dined on the meat, which had been prepared with salt and oregano, according to Negromonte. Um, Also, according to Negromonte, the women would prepare the meat. They'd often cook it in a Mexican stew called carne guisada with vegetables, which, I mean, if it wasn't, if that was like, chuck if that was like stew Mm -hmm. stew meat yeah that sounds kind of good yeah so you know they're doing they're not just eating like you know zombie style eating like chips yeah you know they're making it they may they're 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 adding a culinary element to it which i can find respect in in some aspect like you're not just like biting somebody's forearm yeah that's it's all crazy i don't know what the fuck i'm talking about (laughs) 
Uh, they'd often cook oh. it. They'd often cook it in a Mexican stew. Oh, I'm sorry, I read that already. Uh, Isabel would use it to make a typical northeastern dish called macazeria, made from uh, cassava root, which is tasty. That's these are his words. I mean, I guess if you season it right, it's, you that's what I'm saying. It's meat. Yeah, I'm saying like I've had cow tongue tacos, man. You can do stuff to to gross. meat, huh? That sounds gross. Well, it's actually it's very tender. It's a tongue. Like I know you can't like Ugh. you know we've discussed this about how you know what kind of, like a piece of it or no they dice it up real fine like you would do you know chicken on a taco or carne asada on a taco they dice it up real fine in little little cubes or little squares. Is this called cow tongue? Yeah, it's a name for it. It might be a name for it, but they they tell you straight up it's cow tongue. You know how they do like a thing like Rocky Mountain oysters. I don't think they do something like that. Rocky Mountain oysters are are like uh, bull balls, hmm. but you give it a name and it's like yeah that uh, before. No, I would oh. never eat testicles on purpose. Why not? Not on purpose, I said. <laughs> <laughs> if you season them, and they, you know, I know a Rocky Mountain oyster is balls, but if you called it something else, like a Texas, a Texas, uh, a hush puppy, yeah. and then uh, <laughs> and I ate it, and I thought it was good, I'd eat it then. But you, you couldn't just tell me like, "Yo, these are uh, ox balls. I'm not gonna eat them." But uh, so you, I paid you, would you eat them? You, now we're talking something different. Oh, you know? okay. I mean, depending on the money, the guy, we got to really get into it. You right. know, I, I, I'm not gonna say no. It's I not, it's not be, a black person though. Huh? It's not like a person's balls. My whole point is, you can season <laughs> something to. That's my whole point. We got into. You start throwing money on the table. It's like, well, what, 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 what won't I do for money? Is the question really? I don't know. You'd have to put the money in front of me in order to get my answer. Oh, okay. Uh, but you can season anything. Yeah. To make it taste good mm-hmm. is my point. And they really went all out. They weren't just you know. P- but they knew though. I don't think I can do it if. It's, no. If oh, I, if you knew. Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 I definitely couldn't do it if yeah. I knew. But if you put some fucking. If somebody cut some meat off your back yeah. and diced it up and made it look like a fucking ribeye, yeah. and I and like, hey man, go for it, it's ribeye, and I eat it, I'm like, oh, this is good. Yeah. Now I find out it's you, I probably would throw up. Yeah. But shit, if it tastes good, it tastes good. Is the point? Anyway, that's enough. We're, I feel like Sorry. I'm trying to convince you to be a cannibal. You know, and that's no, not, no, that's just, not my purpose here. Yeah, that's not what I'm. That's not even my message. But I'm I mean, just, they just slicing people up and then making. Oh, they slicing them up fine, man. They cutting the skin from bone. They getting every morsel off the person. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then they just bury the bones. Basically, yeah. they might even boil the. What about bo- the fat? See, now we're talking about like I don't know how much fat is even on a person. You know, I mean, if it's a fat person, there's probably a lot of fat on a person. But I don't know how lean people meat is. That's a whole. But just the skin, that's pretty. Pretty thin though, right? Yeah, but I mean, like, if you cut a forearm, it's little. That's you know, meat right there. That's meat. You know, yeah. you can get that. You know, you get in between the bone, get some gristle. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Muscles. <laughs> <laughs> you seem really intrigued, man. Are you are you thinking about some shit, man? What's going on? I told you we can get on the. <laughs> you give me the hundred, I turn to eight hundred. No, if, if you're having a problem acquiring meat at your house, I we, we can hold you down. I'm just get in on this pony thing, and then, you I'm know, amazed that you just just slicing up somebody and then going. Oh, it's throwing always, it in a always ziplock gonna, and then always let it be, freeze and then thaw it out and then season gonna, it and then always gonna be amazed by that. Fry it up and then make chips and all kinds uh-huh. of stuff. You're always gonna be amazed by that because you're not crazy. Yeah. So it's always gonna be like he did what they did what they cooked who. But would you try it though? Not knowingly. Okay. I'll put it that way. But what if somebody offered you a plate uh-huh. and they go, you know, this wasn't like we didn't have to kill anybody for this. But it's people meat. But it's people meat. No. I think I'll try. I think I go. I'll try. If it was, if it was, uh, uh, um, humanely sourced people meat. Yeah. Like this guy, he just, uh, he died. He voluntarily. In, he, he, ju- he jumped yeah. out of a. He jumped out of a parachute. Yeah. A plane, and his parachute didn't open. Yeah. And we just got him real quick and and yeah. made him. He got it on his license to donate, donate his, the body, his skin, and he died of something not toxic. He didn't have coronavirus. He yeah. just died of something like he got hit by a car. I'll try. Okay. Give me a nice little cold beer. I'll try. 
<laughs> Beer and Bill. Yeah. All right, cool. That's cool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, um, he goes on to say, I can't remember if we ever fried it like steak, but I did buy a mincing machine for Bruna to make minced meat, but I'm not sure if she used it or not. The meat would last for three or four days. We would have it. We would have it for lunch and dinner until it was all gone. Sickeningly, Jessica's daughter was also given the flesh of her murdered mother to eat. So the eighteen-month-old baby was fed her, her mother. Mom. Now I got another question. Mm-hmm. Do you think everybody's meat tastes the same? No, because I think it's dietary. Like if you ever had like grass-fed beef and yeah. just some steak from Walmart, yeah. which I don't think you should buy steak from Walmart. If you eat steak from walmart that's your business but like there's better more locally sourced and better treated steak out there Mm -hmm. and it's like i would rather eat you know a person who lived a very lavish life and Mm -hmm. didn't do a lot of moving around and just kind of was doughy and soft yeah Yeah. i'd rather eat that than a person who went through a bunch of hardships and like ate chips every day for dinner because i think that would take one would taste better than the other one yeah just eat and go yo this tastes like this tastes like yeah. Oh, this, this, well, this oh, is Jeff. Was this dude this poor? Tastes like, this tastes like Jeff. Though. Like, yeah. yeah, this this Jeff. Me. Yeah, yeah. Was, oh man, yeah, man. <laughs> oh, is this is this the Kevin? Oh man, that's a good year. Yeah, aged, aged Kevin. That's crazy. Uh, uh, after four years, I have a, uh, something to add to the things that they would do with the meat, but it's mm. it's not in order. Like cake or something? Close. Mm. It's not in order, so it'll come back up. Okay, I'll, we'll we'll have another discussion about the meats in a little bit. All right. Uh, after four years, the trio, along with the young girl, so they kidnapped the young girl, mm. uh, moved to the coastal city of uh, Jao Pasao. Yeah, Brazil words are crazy. Yeah, uh, in Brazil, uh, in Brazil's uh, Par- Paraiba state, where he met, where he bought a small dwelling. So he's got a nice little bit of money saved up to go move and buy a new place when they move places. Yeah. Negromonte met his second known victim, 21-year-old Giselle Helena da Silva, in February of 2012 at a doctor's clinic where she was telling a group how she had become an evangelical Christian. He said, I thought she could become a good friend of Bruna, so I took her number. Bruna started to call her, and they had long conversations on the phone. But Bruna then told me how she had confided in her that she tried to kill her son. And that she had beaten up her younger nephew. Mm. Bruna stated, Bruna started to hate her because she was a bad person. Mm. So obviously she's a bad person. You know what's got to happen. Yeah. She would say to me, how can a Christian person do that? She started to tell me, she started to tell me to stop taking my medicines again, knowing that it would make me have my attacks again. He's talking like he's the Incredible Hulk or something, you know, like that keeps me from letting out the monster within. And so you just shouldn't stop taking your mess. Just yeah. don't don't do it. But anyway, hindsight is twenty twenty. Uh, one day she asked Giselle to come to our house. Belle went to see her sister, and Bruna went to meet the girl at the bus stop. He stalked Bruna and Giselle as they went home to their home. When he got to the house, he entered through the back door. He remembers walking into the kitchen holding a hammer, and then seeing Bruna's face and and her saying to him, "It can be now." You know, like, do it now. Yeah. Uh, after that, his memory once again becomes hazy. Just flashes the reflection of a kitchen knife, a body, a dead person in the bathroom, and the running shower. He says he came to his senses the next day lying on the floor. He looked in the fridge and saw all the meat already prepared and thought, it's happening again. He did, like, the Home Alone face, like, oh. Yeah. You know, he was shocked. 
and, and he said it was happening again in exactly the same way. You know, everything cleaned up. Everything cleaned up, blacked out, woke up, meat in the fridge. Yeah, yeah. So despite despite this confusion, the family once again sat down with the young stolen girl, now age five, and consumed their victim's meat. Bizarrely, Negromonte again claimed he had no idea he was eating human flesh. He said, it's difficult to explain, but I was thinking, am I eating Giselle? But my mind was in conflict and I kept denying it, thinking, no, 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 it's not serious. It can't be this. I asked Bruna, who bought this meat? And she said, just leave it. You know what I mean? So it's like every day, it's almost like that movie 50 First Dates with Adam Sandler and yeah. uh, Drew Barrymore. Was like, he wakes up, he killed somebody, he goes to get the meat from, the, they cook the breakfast meat, and then he's like, oh man, where did we get this meat from? The store? And they're like, yeah, just whatever, man. Just eat the food. <laughs> like, like, Here we go again. Yeah. I'm not you doing this again. Yeah, I'm not doing this again. If my girlfriend, my fiance, I'm sorry, if she asked me anything or if I asked her, like, she made dinner, and I go, is this people meat? If the answer isn't immediately, what? No. Yeah. I'm throwing that shit out. If you go, is this people meat? Just let it go. All right, that's all I needed to hear. I guess it's not people meat. Let it go, whatever. It's like, what? Yeah. It's people meat, man. Come on. Don't act. That's why I don't believe. It's some stuff you got to believe, not believe and not believe with this guy, because yeah. it's him telling the story from it's only his perspective. Um. So, he, like, he said he didn't question any, didn't question it anymore. And went on to continue to eat the food. Jorge also recalls that they used to bake pies that would include the human flesh. Then they would sell them to the unsuspecting neighbors and people on the street. Mm. According to a sickening account from Negromonte, the the taste reminded him of beef. So mm. they were making like people pie, like uh, um, uh, what's it called? A pot pie? Uh, like a chicken pot pie. That's gross. But like a people pot pie. Oh, okay. And give them to people, sell them to people. The meat chunks all in there. Uh huh. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love a good chunky chicken pot pie. Yeah. Now again, if you made a pot pie out of somebody's thigh meat and it tastes like chicken pot pie, I wouldn't ask any questions. If you yeah. just told me it was chicken pot pie, I go, "This is delicious. The chicken's all tender and chewy." Yeah. If, if you don't tell me, I probably would devour some people meat. Yeah. I'm just saying. That's what I mean. Yeah. I but, thought he was making desserts. No, you can't make desserts out of meat. So. <laughs> Have you had a dessert meat? No, I had chocolate. I mean, co- I I'm not going to rule these people bacon. out. They eating skin. I mean, eating people meat. I used to make chocolate covered bacon. It's pretty good. That's gross. It's good though. When? When was this? This was probably like 2015. Yeah. I would get the dip in chocolate. You get the bacon nice and crispy. You dip it in and then you freeze it. And the bacon, it looks like a like a um. It gets it's that chocolate that's that coats like candy bars. So it's that smooth chocolate. Mm. And then it's bacon. Where do you get that from? I saw a recipe for it online and I tried it and it was that good. Sounds gross. You don't know until you try it, man. It's like people meet. Anyways, uh, just two weeks after Giselle's murder, the group lured another young woman to her death. 20-year-old Alexandra Da Silva uh, Falchow, who Bruna got to know on the bus, according to Negromonte. Again, all of this is according to Negromonte. And he offered her a job as a babysitter for the girl that they kidnapped. It's, It's nuts. Once again, he claimed to have no idea that the girl was about to die. He just thought they hired a nice babysitter. He didn't yeah. know he was going to have an attack and sure. whatever. Uh, but this, uh, but in the same way as the previous murder, he said he followed her and Bruna home after she had met her at the local bus stop before entering the house through the back door. He said, we ate the meat again. It took four days to finish it off. It was the same as before. I kept thinking, this is not human meat. Then the doubts would come. No, it's not. 
There was a fight within myself to accept the truth. You know, again, I think this dude is kind of embarrassed that he ate people. So yeah. he's like, I, every time I ate it, I would go, no way am I doing this. Yeah. He's like, come on, man. This is the, this is the third time. Wow, it's because it was so good? Yeah, I guess no so. No way. I, like, this, 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 I mean, this delicious. has to be filet mignon. Yeah. This can't be a person. Uh, anyway, uh, Alexandra's death put an end to the gang's murder spree. After Bruna was caught on a shop CCTV using the victim's credit card a month after she disappeared. Really bold, man. Yeah, he slips. Like this one's on. This one's on Jessica. Swim. <laughs> like what? You can't steal people's Wait, money yeah, after you kill you them. More seasoning to season her Probably up with. Probably some adobo, some oregano. You know, because they planned on eating some more people. Yeah. Then their whole party was busted because they got caught. Uh, police also discovered that two other female victims had already been picked out by the group, and that two new graves had already. So again, this is a situation where it's like, would you be the girl who was the last victim? To be, you know what I mean? Like, if you, at least you find solace in that, right? Like, if you're looking down from heaven or wherever you believe, you go. And you go, they killed me, but they used my card and now they got caught. And they had two graves at their house. They were planning on killing two more women. But because they used my credit card, they got caught by the police and arrested. Mm. Nah. <laughs> you would rather have just not been caught in the first place? And nope. I want to know if um, when they was bagging the meetup, was they like naming it? What do you mean? Like when they had to cook it, like, here's the bag. Oh, you don't want to. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, probably loin. They probably use like <laughs> uh, proper terminology for yeah. the meat. You know what I mean? I would imagine if you know the anatomy of a person and you know how to cut the meat off a bone, you yeah. probably say like, this is the hock. This is the loin. Mm-hmm. They probably say things like that. It's the cheek. Yeah, things like that. That's crazy. I thought you were saying like, name it like, this is Jessica. No, this no, no, no. is Roberta. We don't want to cross contaminate because mm-hmm. we think we're eating. You don't want to. You got to eat the fresh meat. You got to eat the meat you already cut first. You don't want to eat the new meat before you start get rid of all the old meat. Yeah. I thought that's what you're asking. No. I don't know. They might have. I mean, you they probably know what tastes better and what they're cooking. So I would imagine they had to know what is what in what mm-hmm. bags. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of questions about this cannibal thing, man. Are you all right? Yeah. Cent- all right, man. It's just a weird time right now. I don't know what people are doing in their house. You know? So, yeah, man. Slicing people up. Naming the bags. I don't know. Yes. Yeah. Not, all right. Okay. Yeah. I don't skin pops and stuff like that. Skin what? Skin pops. Freeze. Oh, wow. I'm going to continue with the story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to uh, continue with the story. Um, it's very interesting, man. I don't it know. Is, yeah. It, Not yeah. saying I would, I would try it, but I'm saying that it's yeah, just you like. Keep, you keep coming back to this. Okay, so what now? was it? For you to eat somebody, man, that's. It's crazy. I shit. think I'm more interested in slicing somebody up and saving it. Then you just actually just fried it up and eat it. Now, when you say interested, like you? Me what? You doing it? No, me just read about it, I mean. <laughs> and that's better. That's better to you. Yeah. You're more interested in reading about somebody getting Okay, all right. Somebody getting sliced up. So you don't want to eat the people. You're just more interested in like the How they slice dissecting of a person. Yeah. Are they just like Super skinning cool. it from shoulder to wrist or? Okay. Like These that. are all good questions you're asking, and I don't thigh, have thigh, the back of the thigh. Uh huh. Spray tender right there. Right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. It's all good questions you're asking. Yeah. I don't have the answers, man, but I'm a little scared, so I'm gonna continue to the peck. It's meaty right there, right? Yeah. It is. Depending on the person. Yeah. So it's more muscly, more fatty. Hmm. I don't know, man. You don't Got know, but you. Yeah, I know. I was gonna say <laughs> you don't know, but you're very inquisitive about it. <laughs> Though he admits up front that he did these horrible things, he also says that he was manipulated by Bruna, his mistress, and a witch, he now claims. Mm. Jorge states that she knew he had a 
she knew she had a handful of a handful control over him. However, from this interview, from his interview that he's from his interview, he states that anyone could have had control over him. He said, when I have an attack, I see shadows in human form dashing around me and I hear voices speaking to me at once, telling me to telling me what to do. If someone tells me what to do, uh, if someone tells me that a person is wanting to harm me, I will go for them. I have no control over what I'm doing, but other people can use me like a weapon. You know what I mean? Like he's really describing himself like I'm I'm like Wolverine. Yeah. You know, and when these things come on, I'm an unstoppable killing machine and people just point me in the direction and that whatever the direction they point me in, it's dead. Yeah. I have no control over this though. It's not my fault. Is what he's saying. Uh he said it's happening to me here in prison. One of the inmates told me something about one of the guards and I went for him. If he hadn't closed the metal door behind him at that moment, I would have killed him. Mm. Uh the cannibal family was convicted in 2014. Negramonte was handed 71 years for a double murder as well as a concealment and, vi- and, and, vilif- and vilification of a corpse and robbery. Uh, Perez received 68 years and the mistress uh, received 71 years and 10 months. The trio killed three women in these cannibalistic manners. Their names are as follows. Giselle Helena Da Silva, who was 21, Jessica Pereira, who was 17, and Alexandra Silva Falcho, who was 20. It goes to show you that you never really know what's going on inside inside someone's household. To everyone around the neighborhood, they were just a normal family. Jorge was a professor, Isabel was a cook, and Bruna was a normal teen. And they were all wrong and ate people pot pies. So that's fucking crazy. What about the baby? I, I, think, didn't, I didn't have an update on the baby. Hmm. It was hard. I had to really piece a lot of things together um, from a lot of different stories. There was no concise kind of story yeah. on this guy. I didn't get an update on the baby. I would imagine they took the baby back. Oh, no, she's doing I don't know who she goes to. Oh, super fucked up. I'm sure she ate people for the first five she years of her life. Hmm? She ate a mom. Yeah, that too as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, super fucked up, I'm sure. I hope the best for her, but she needed therapy for sure. And now she's like a full-grown person. You know, She's at least... At least, no, she's not a full-grown person. She's at least, like, 15, though. That's crazy. So, you know, I don't know. Tough times. Um, that is my affirmative murder for this week. Mm. Um, glad to be back. And, you know, of course, we have to cap things off with some good vibes. So let's jump into that. That's right, folks. We are back. And what the world needs now is vibes. Good vibes. And we're here to deliver them. Fran is back, and we're here to uh, give you guys some good vibes to deal with this crazy time that's happening. And, uh, Fran, I want to go ahead and kick things off, if you don't mind. All right. Uh, my good vibes this week is about the grocery store Publix. Now, we don't have a Publix here. We're more of a, more of a food lion and giant area. You know, it's really interesting to see, like, um, like a grocery store across America's kind of chart. Mm-hmm. Flor- Florida has a lot of Publix. And then you go further down, you go down south, like Atlanta, got a lot of Kroger's. Mm-hmm. And we're more of like a food lion giant type of situation. Yeah, all of these places have the high end so superstore uh, grocery stores like a, like a Whole Foods and the things like that. Mm-hmm. But the you know the the grocery stores of the people they're interchangeable depending on where you get to. Mm. You know, some places got like Piggly Wiggly. It's all kind. You don't of, have a giant in some places. Yeah, no place. Some places the giant is the Publix or the giant is a, Gro- a Kroger. Oh, that's the name of it. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying oh. um, I'm saying it's a different corporation. Oh, like they got don't you. giant. They don't have this turf. Hmm. Kroger got this turf. Oh, or Publix got, got this turf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't do that here. We do Kroger. Yeah. 
mean, because um, Food Line popped up like not that long ago, right? Yeah, Food Line. I mean, Food Line's been around since I was a kid. I remember Food Lines. But I don't know if they've started to like expand. There used to be a food line behind. We're getting a little too regional. Yeah, sorry. You know, I was like, I was about to <laughs> behind that. You know that Taco Bell. Yeah, it's still there. I know you're talking about. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, so uh, Publix is a supermarket, and they are buying food from struggling farmers so that they can use it to feed families in need. Okay. So as as you can tell, everything's taking a hit right now, and the farming industry is no you know exception to that. It's like yeah. they already aren't doing the greatest. Because of you know tariffs and things like this that have come into play, where it makes them harder to get their groceries off, and uh, in a time like this, you know people are buying less. Everything takes a hit. So Publix decided we're going to go straight to the farmers, buy directly, and get these produce out to these people. So uh, this week, uh, and by this week I mean this past week, uh, U.S. supermarket chain Publix announced a new initiative to purchase fresh produce and milk to assist. Now I don't, I'm not a fan of milk, but you know whatever. Uh, to assist farmers impacted by the coronavirus pandemic. Publix will be donating these products directly to Feeding America, America, America member, America member food banks. That's, operating area. That's a weird way to phrase that. Uh, I'm going to say American. I don't know why it says that. American member food banks in its operating area. The initiative, which is expected to result in more than 150,000 pounds of produce and 43,000 gallons of milk. Ugh, that's a lot of just picturing a big, big old tank of milk is nasty uh this uh, will be donated to feeding america food bank i guess that's what it's called to feeding america food banks during its first seven days which is expected to run for several weeks the program will support florida produce farmers southeastern dairy farmers and the growing number of families looking to uh looking to feeding america for fresh fruits vegetables and milk during the coronavirus pandemic uh, one person said, as a food retailer, we have the unique opportunity to bridge the gap between the needs of the families and farmers impacted by the coronavirus pandemic. That was said by uh, Todd Jones, the CEO of Publix. In this time of uncertainty, we are grateful to be able to help Florida's produce farmers, southeastern dairies, and families in our communities. With numerous reports of farmers discarding produce and milk, because that's what happens because it's capitalist. They'll throw out food before they'll give it away for free. I think it hurts their numbers to give away stuff for free. It makes more sense to throw it away in the world of capitalism. Wow. Shit, I don't know. Good question. I don't know how that works, but it happens every day. Uh, Mostly as a result of school, restaurant, hotel closures, uh, Publix hopes to address the needs of both the farming community and its local partner food banks through this initiative. We are thrilled that... uh, we are thrilled about the public's initiative to buy additional milk from Southeast Milk for processing and donation to Feeding America member food banks, said Southeast Milk Inc. President Joe Wright. It's a win for our farmers who are feeding, who are feeling the impact of decreased demand and the families who are in need of nutritious, rich milk during the pandemic. So, you know, everybody's just helping everybody. You know, trying to get through this time. And uh, throughout the company's history, Publix has supported organizations working toward alleviating hunger in our neighborhoods. Since 2009, Publix has donated more than $2 billion in food to people in need and has pledged an additional $2 billion in food donations over the next 10 years. And that's great. What I don't like what's happening right now is uh, there's a lot of companies that aren't doing things like that. It's a lot of things like coronavirus is really taking a toll on America right now. So have a beer on us. Bud Light is giving away. It's like, uh, why are you trying to use the coronavirus to have a commercial about you guys being good people? You know what I mean? Marketing. Oh, I know that. But it's, <laughs> when it's transparent marketing, it's kind of gross to me. 
Whereas like a lot of kids are home right now. School's closed. Tricks is trying to help your kids by giving away uh, a one box of tricks for every one box sold. We give away two boxes. Yeah. So come buy some tricks. It's like don't try to tug at heartstrings when you sell bullshit. You know what I mean? I don't like that. I'm not a fan of that. Like yeah. If you're actually doing something to help people, that's cool. But uh, you know, cereal and beer and all this stuff, trying to be like you know, come help. We're helping the world, so buy our stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. But that's moving away from that. Publix is doing something dope. That was my good vibe story. Fran, it's on you. All right, my good vibe story is um, like so many small business. Well, and probably a lot of our stories probably going to be about coronavirus anyway. Sure, that's fine. That's the uh, biggest thing happening in the yeah, world right now. Like so many small businesses being forced to adapt to social restrictions um, with the coronavirus shutdowns, mm-hmm. this Arkansas steakhouse has been struggling to make ends meet. Mm-hmm. But thankfully, one of their regular customers gave them a much appreciated financial windfall. Mm. Despite the difficulties of remaining of remaining open during the COVID-19 shutdowns, yeah. the Colonial Steakhouse restaurants in Pine Bluff has managed to stay open by maintaining a team of four employees to offer curbside pickup for three days of the week. Mm. Last week, one of the restaurant's regular customers decided to leave a hefty tip for their takeout order, and the staffers were stunned by the amount. What you think? A tip? Yeah. Two grand? The customers tipped the Colonial Steakhouse $1,200, which was the customer's <laughs> entire stimulus check issued by the federal oh, government. Oh, see, people to, big flexing on those. To relieve the t- financial burden of the pandemic. <laughs> you going to go drop your stimulus off at the steakhouse? You going to make it rain at the steakhouse? Savage. Steakhouse That's tough. Fire. It's, it's got to be. Going there it's got to be. Since they were kids, kids or something like it's that. Gotta, it's got to mean something so special to them or the steak is out of this world. Yeah. Cause to drop the whole Trump check the on a steak, the whole check. That's crazy. Yeah. So you know what, man? That was a pretty good porterhouse. Yeah. Here's your tip. Just give them a whole like the check. I signed it over to you. Wrote my name on the back. Take that. That's a hell of a tip, though. Yeah. Especially if you also got a check. Now you twenty four hundred up. Yeah, but you got they get into business. You got playing to the business stuff. Twelve hundred dollars isn't helping a business. Something. Well, look. All right. Let me read this. We just started crying and thanking God because it came at a time that most of our staff really needed it. The Colonial Steakhouse manager, Allison Hall, told the KRK News. Uh huh. So she said the staff. Twelve hundred paid employees. I'm saying twelve hundred. If you own a commercial business, twelve hundred dollars isn't really gonna keep the lights on. But, but if you they give needed that, it, if you they give needed it, it though. Yeah, they did. They got You still gotta pay. I understand that, but you still gotta pay people. You gotta pay employees. Yeah. $1,200 I may, may help. I would have much preferred a $1,200 tip. Because I'm sure they're not, the employees are not making $1,200 there. No. Aren't they? <laughs> they're not making $100 right now. Nobody's, the only, you know who's making out right now? DoorDash. Bro, I spent, I got some Outback Steakhouse. Yeah. I spent $39 yeah, for a piece of salmon and a piece of carrot cake. Yeah. I went on DoorDash yesterday and said it was busy. It was better for you to go pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> they dished you like that? They said, nah, man, look. Go get your own shit, man. We 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 are like, jumping. Out. We are jumping out the gym right yeah. now. Yeah, DoorDash is making billions yeah. of dollars right now. It's, it's cr- or whoever. It's still high. Though. It's not national, yeah, so that sucks. But like Uber Eats, I think is pretty close to being national, so they're making a bunch of fucking money. I just don't use Uber Eats. I don't know why. Um, I think Uber Eats is. I don't know. I don't know why I don't use Uber Eats. Uber Eats, but the, all those companies are making hella money. Though. Huh? I don't trust either one of them, but I use DoorDash. Yeah, I use DoorDash, um, and they're making hella money right now. Yeah, because I will end up. I'll be like, man, I want some cookies, uh-huh. and just just get cookies from some like uh, b- 
bakery, like yeah. some fucking fancy bakery, and just be like, well, a dozen cookies is thirty six dollars. I'm like, oh, well, yeah, I don't want to go. Like, I was fucking fiending for like one of them deep dish cookies. Uh huh. Or like two of them <laughs> from like uh, Chili's. What was the total? $25. And they cost like $6 or something yeah. if you ate them in the- <laughs> It's like, sign up. You sign up for the monthly, it'll cancel to take away the delivery. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like Yeah, fuck that. I got to sign just, up. Yeah, I don't feel like that. Man, my check dropped. I, I got 25 You know what I'm saying? Like, that's yeah. that's how I've been living right now, man. I've been like doing house projects. I'm like, man, I got it. Yeah. It's like people's getting the checks. I woke up one morning and Steph got hers. Mm-hmm. She got like 2200 Yeah, that's and the kid. Then, yeah, you would get that too. Like, yeah. And I was like, I was like, all right, it's cool. In my head, and then in my head, I'm like, I don't need it, but it would be nice to yeah, have. Yeah, it would be nice. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I didn't, but you keep hearing it. I go to work. You get the check. I was like, no, oh, I didn't get the check. Why well, everybody getting these checks? And I'm delivering them. Yeah. Everybody getting checks. And I ain't getting shit. I'm looking at my bank account. I'm like, well, you got to file them taxes, man. And I go on Gov, the, the, the website, the track. You it. looking for something that's not coming. Nothing. It ain't yeah. nothing popping up. I did my taxes. You're eligible. Yeah, yeah. I went by, did my taxes. Went back on there. Oh, it's one on file. I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, it's, it'll come at some over. point. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's coming at some point, man. Yeah, I've been going crazy with with the DoorDash when the check hit. Yeah, I think the day I got the check, I was like, mm, give me some Cuckoo Barrel wings. You know, I called up, <laughs> I called up Outback Steakhouse, called up DoorDash, like, man, bring me some Cuckoo, some Cuckoo Barrel wings, man. <laughs> Drop them off right now. Yeah, man. With I the extra hope, blue cheese. I just hope dip. people was using it, being responsible, using that. For check. sure, man. Listen, I make my jokes or whatever, but like, you know, any kind of money can help. I know twelve hundred dollars is like just enough to, just enough to get you back to feeling like the the um the pressure of financial yeah. struggle like it's just enough for you to you can crawl to the surface to get out from drowning you're a little closer to the surface now you're still drowning i know it's tough times like i, I know 1200 is not getting it done but i hope you put the money to use in some kind of yeah. way i really hope that for everybody out there i understand that you know a lot of places a lot of it's a lot of rent freezes happening it's a lot of companies if you are uh, recently b- released or bought a car they're allowing like debt forgiveness and those kind of things. Take advantage of all of it, man. Yeah, but after a couple of days after the check went out at work, packages went up like. Crazy. Oh yeah, Amazon's been jumping up the gym. People just ordering everything, and I remember just wow. a few weeks ago. It's crazy how you really see the trends of people. I remember like a few weeks ago, everybody was on Amazon side because the workers were going on strike. So yeah. the people were like, "Yeah, man, fuck that!" And the guys, the people were outside of the business, like, "You guys don't need to be ordering dildos right now." Order essential things. Yeah. And everybody was like, yeah, man, just order stuff you need. Medicine and things like that. Man, Amazon, when them checks hit, I bought all kind of, man, fucking uh, vases and yeah. interior shit for the like, Because I've been, I've been doing a lot of home decorating shit. I bought a whole bunch of non-essential shit. <laughs> Not a one medicine. Keep it in business. People keep people, uh Playing, paying employees. That's what I'm saying, man. Look, I know hourly uh, wage or whatever. I know it's not fun. Probably working in the Amazon warehouse right now, but it's better. You're than working. Not working. That's what I'm saying. I, I have to believe that. I have to believe. I'd rather be overworked than not working at all. I can't even imagine not working right now. Yeah, that's terrifying. I will be going crazy. I understand it's stressful to be overworked, but like the alternative is not working at all. You have a mortgage. Yeah, that's like that's crazy. You know. So shout out to everybody out yeah. there that's going through it. Shout out to everybody out there that's still working. Shout out to everybody that's not working right now. Hopefully, you're able to get through the unemployment and all that stuff. I know it's been kind of taxing. I've been hearing a lot of stories of them, them just not picking up the phone. Because yeah. it's like, man, y'all blowing this shit up. Did you hear that some lady's number was like close to the unemployment number? Oh, shit. They've been blowing our phone up. It's like, leave me. I don't have I any money. People crazy. leaving because, you know, <laughs> if it's a home phone, it probably got a, a voicemail. Yeah. Like the, the oh, unemployment doesn't have a voicemail. But it was like. Please leave a message like, man, you better give me my motherfucking yeah. money before I come down there and blow the office up. It's like, oh, my God. Yeah. 
Gotta get a new phone. That's what happened a few, like probably two months ago. Donald Trump was like, basically said something like, "Man, fuck Ford" or something like that. Like the the Savage. company, but it was like he 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 added the wrong Ford. Oh, so this is somebody that had like Ford Motors, the like Twitter name, but uh, it's not the official one. Just got blew up that day. Wow, man, fuck you, yeah, fuck you, Ford, fuck you, make America great again, you dumbass. And you go on, you know, you just go check your account. And it's like, well, what the fuck happened today? Yeah, <laughs> that's a big surprise. That lady was probably shocked. Death threats and shit. Text, text messaging. If you text message the unemployment office, you are crazy. Yeah, that's all you've seen people doing. Is like, I can't get in contact with. Yeah, I've been hearing it a lot, man. Yeah. All jokes aside, it's pretty fucking crazy. That's why. Um, so hopefully everybody can get through, get the assistance that they need, and just man, stay safe in a time like this. I feel like you know, there's a lot of um rumors and people conspiracies going around and. I think the 5G thing was dumb as fuck, but, you know, it's a lot of conspiracies about this not being as big of a deal as people think and all this kind of stuff. And what I'll say is there's two black people sitting here. Uh, the numbers are really in, and black people are dying at an alarming rate just because being black in America and just having a whole bunch of pre-existing conditions and diabetes and, and, and asthma and all these kind of things. And this is just coming and blowing the house down. You know, yeah. it's like your house is made of straw and coronavirus is the big bad wolf. So I don't think you should be taking it lightly. Yeah. Regardless of if you think it's not as bad as it is, as they're making it out, whatever you think, people are dying. Yeah. So take it serious, man. Don't go. I saw some people had a party with like 500 people in their house the other night in Chicago. It's like, come on, man. Yeah. Y'all all gotta go to a house. That's crazy. <laughs> Y'all all have to go. Y'all are all in one house right now. The house looks look crazy. Look like Project X. Yeah. And every person in that house has to go to another house. So imagine if it's coronavirus in that house. It's just and that you know easy. how many people those people came in contact with before that. It's just crazy. It's crazy. Man. Just I stay in my just, damn house. Leave me alone. Just be smart. Let's say even if you live in a state where it's like we might open up next week because they're talking about May. Let's say that is a case for you. Don't think it's time to like. Oh, I'm gonna go see the new fucking Kate Beckinsale movie. Like, it, give it some time, man. Yeah. Still give it the it's two weeks after the shit opens up, man. Somebody was like, "What's his name? What's the guy named Adam? Um, Adam. Le- what's his name? Adam Levine from Maroon Five? No, Adam. Adam um, Devine." Yeah, Divine, from workaholics. Yeah, from workaholics. Yeah, he yeah, was yeah. like, he's like, man, I think we should just pause twenty twenty, restart twenty twenty one. Man, ever since Kobe died, man, <laughs> shit just been going sideways, yeah. bro. Yeah, I know. I said, I, I think it was, it might have been before Kobe died. I said, like, man, twenty twenty, it's it was already. Like, it was like a something else might have happened. Shit, like, man, something happened for him. Was it pops? No, it was last year. Was pops last year? Shit, yeah, John. No, John Witherspoon was this year was too. This year, I think it was that. I don't know if I was Kobe. Fucked me up different. Yeah. So it might have been Kobe, but then shit just has been like, yeah, just dominoes, man. It's crazy. It's just 2020 yeah. is trash. We should just erase this from the record books. Let's just all get through this it. This is supposed to be a big year. Though, like. 2010 had, was like, I thought it was going to be like 2010. I had plans. <laughs> that's all I, that's all I'll say. I had plans for the podcast. I had plans for all kinds of stuff that really got put on hold. And we're all just trying to make do and and and, and just get through. I think that you know, let's put an asterisk next to 2020 in the history yeah. books. We look back at this as like, let's just don't even worry about 2020. What happened in 2021? Yeah, let's just go right to that. Yeah. You know, but uh, we're gonna get through this, folks. And uh, everybody, just be safe out there. The boys are back in town, as far as I know. Like I yep. said, me and Fran are practicing social distancing. <laughs> but um, you know, I want everybody else to be safe, and, and you know, you know, we're gonna come out the other side of this. Uh, I've been Alvin Williams. Join as always. We'll join once again. By my partner in true crime, Franco Evans, and uh, we'll, see, we'll see you guys next week.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 